culture is the glory, but eBuggy pays the bills. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this grabbing Hard not to be arrogant when you're always right. Yeah. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Leslie the Great, with co-hosts and guests as they get together <laughs> to chat our scene. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Yes, 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 indeed. Nitro is the glory, but e buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number, I think this is what, 246? Yeah, 246 of the No Name RC podcast. This is another lefty off the record live show. This is our fourth one. We've, we've, I think we've done one every week for the last month. So thank you guys for joining us. We ain't bringing Barry on her till we got 100 plus people in her. That's how it's going to happen. Uh, but good evening to everybody. Thank you for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, please share this. Get it out there. We got 52 people on her. Barry wants... He wants 150 people tonight. That's what he said to me before. He says, not coming on. We got 100 people in her. But uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, I have my good buddy, Adam Ross, from the uh, great North continent. Uh, I guess it's a country now, but it's a part of North. It's a country, but it's a part of North America. Up there in Canada, he's in the background doing our producer. I'm going to thank you to him, uh, Adam Ross. And also, shout out to all of our Canadian listeners and RC family up there. Thank you guys for I was just put into a new group, and uh, it's really cool to talk to you guys. Uh, thank you to the NNRC squad around the world. We can't do it without you guys. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you to the patrons of the NNRC, the YouTube members. If you wish to support the podcast a little bit more, there's links for that in the written description of the podcast. Every little bit helps. And, of course, thank you to the awesome companies that support us. We can't do it without them as well. If you guys can, we have links for them. In the written description of this podcast, we have coupon codes, affiliate links, all that good stuff there. They are Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, Sun Pedal USA, Sidewinder Fuel, Mayako, Beach RC, Techno RC, Clinic RC, Ignite Design RC, Bringing Gas Truck Back, Racecraft USA, Stacked RC, shout out to Carl RC, WRC, House of RC, uh, shout out to our drivers, David Ranafalk, Robert Batty, Alexander Hagberg, and I think T-Bird is still on board. I think he's I think he's all right. I'm gonna give him a big hug uh, when I see him at Wicked Weekend next weekend. But shout out to Jared Tebow as well. Uh yes, guys, we are live. I, I was not planning on doing a lefty off the record this week, but we got some news with uh obviously we saw the news with Barry Baker or Bartholomew Baker, or as I like to call him, Max's RC's that RC dad. He uh I can see him in the background. I just said that. He just leaned back like, I'm going to smack lefty when I talk to him. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to have uh, the legend, the one and only, the fabulous one, 
Barry Bake on her to talk RC, talk about his departure from TLR and uh, what his future plans are. And of course, you know, it's always exciting when we have Barry on. He has a plethora of stories. He is not afraid to tell it how it is. So we're really looking forward to that. But thank you guys, everybody. I just see a few people. I'm going to say, what's up, Zach Ryan? Good job this weekend at the Asian Buggy Challenge. Championship, sorry. Uh, Great coverage. Enjoyed it. Uh, You guys killed it. Scotty done a great job. Thank, Hey, it was awesome. Good job. Great to see you guys. Uh, Such a big race happening in Australia. Hopefully we can make it over there next year. Shout out to all of our Australian listeners. It's really great. Share this, everybody. Uh, If you're new to our YouTube channel, hit that like sub button. Uh, if you want, hit that sub, uh, hit that super chat as well. Helps us out a little bit. I see Donald's in. He's all the way from Alaska. Bob Thomas, Bob, Bob's RC. What's up, Clay Keats? See, you've been building, building that e-buggy for your daughter. We got, we got Martin Pillmeyer in here. What's up, dude? So thank you guys. Uh, we got 69 people in here. So we need 72. Come on, share this. Share this. Yeah, Zach, you guys, Zach, how many spreadsheets did you have to do all of that stuff? I know you had a bunch of spreadsheets, but a uh, great job. I watched it. Congratulations. And Alex Bernard, Zach, he won that. You got Corey Williams. I was at the Barnstormers race this past weekend as well. Hope you guys had a good time up there. I did watch some of the coverage that uh, <clears throat> Toby Hansen done. SJ Racing, dude, you're, you're up. S- the, I thought that was somebody else. What's up, SJ? How you doing? Share this, 74 people. So we got, we need 25 more people, and then we're bringing the fabulous one on. And guess what? We will have some questions. I know you guys have some questions for him. Frankie Contreras says, what's up, Larry Laker and Lefty? Dude, Barry is a popular dude. He's People want to hear from, pop, from, from the legend. Nick, how you doing? What's up, Joseph Cude? How are you? Nitro Sudan is the glory. Hey, I see that uh, Costa Rica is putting a bid for the 2024 uh, Nitro Sedan Worlds. They have a really, 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 really great track down there. And uh, I hope they get it. I really do. But I see Barry. Oh, Barry just left. So we'll wait for him to come back. He says he needs 20 more people before we can uh, start talking RC. He'll be back shortly. But I, once again, I want to sh- shout out to Adam Ross. He's in the background. Fred wasn't available today. Well, Fred, it's, it's 10 o'clock there in Brazil. So I didn't want to make it too late for him. But uh, Adam's been helping me out with StreamYard. He's he's keen for this. Uh, check out Adam's cha- uh, channel as well. Justin, how you doing? Jeremy Kramer, Mike Kaz. Uh, says Sparker is really growing in the USA. Is it? All right, we have to check it out. I, I, they've really got a really aggressive marketing campaign. These, what's up, David? How you doing, man? Good to see you. I guess we have the Enats going on this weekend. So everybody's headed to the Enats. We saw another two. We saw uh, another. Well, we saw. The two-wheel drive part of the Euros done today with a two-time, now two-time European champion at the age of 15 years old. We're going to talk about that with Barry, but uh, we got 83 people in here. We're not going to keep him too late. I think we should, 86. Come on, guys. 14 more. 14. 14. Nobody's going to the Nats. Yeah, they'll get some entries. I hope they do. I, I hope they do. Salty Joe finally made it here on time. 91, 91. Come on, nine more. Nine more. What's up, Salty Joe? You came up in today's podcast. Yeah, JQ and I recorded uh, my podcast today where we talked for three and a half hours about my story. So that will be released next week sometime. Looking forward to Wicked Weekend. Be there next weekend. Can't wait. Jonathan Kurz, what's up, buddy? How you doing? 
Good to see you. Thank you for coming and share this, guys. Come on, 89 people. You guys only got 89 people for the fabulous one? We have the fabulous one live. And only 89 people? You guys don't want him to talk. When is the 40 plus Nets? They have a 40 plus Euros. What's up, Ed Zilox? How you doing? Zilox? Zillilox. I mess up guys' names. Adam Christensen and Hunter King. What's up, dude? How you doing? I, I know you got to play Delivery Boy. Too bad J- Jimmy didn't make it up there. I really wanted to meet him. He showed me some pictures today. I'm excited. Woo. All right, 98 people. Two more. Brandon Hong. How you doing, man? Hello from Toronto, Canada. <clears throat> Gnarly RC, Kalo K Lefty. He must be Dominican. All right, we got 100 people. We got 100 people. Let's get the fabulous one in her. What's up, Robert Rodriguez? Let's get the fabulous one in her. He's itching to talk to you guys. Everybody, give a round of applause for the fabulous one, Bartholomew Baker. <laughs> yeah, I, I look like I'm itching to talk to everybody, huh? Yeah, I think you're just more upset that I called you Bartholomew and, and Max's RC dad. No, it's okay. It's he's, okay. He's, he's also watching baseball, everybody. Trust, but here. trust trust me. If I was Max's dad, there would have been an abortion. <laughs> What's up, Tony Channel? How are you? See you at Wicked Weekend. All right. Uh, thank you, Barry, for coming on. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, we've been talking about having you back on for quite some time. Uh, but obviously, with the news that came this past week, was it this week? No, last week. Sorry. <clears throat> what? There was news? A little bit. You know, like you not being associated with TLR uh, and Horizon yeah. no more. Let's forget about that for a second, okay? Okay. I, you know, let's talk about Marcus Carib. Right. Let's get that right off the bat because that was awesome, right? Yeah. You know, I've known Marcus before he was even born because <laughs> because I've known Jonas for God knows how long. Um, his dad, who's, you know, a European champion as well. So... I mean, it's, uh, I'm so happy for them. Like I was happy last year, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was just awesome. But I mean, um, you know, to see him win again this year, you know, I kind of, I mean, what happened to Yorn? Yorn literally dominates qualifying and then just, did he really just blow out? He did. He threw it away. I I literally know how that, how, how that works. Trust Dude, me. He threw you know. it away. Um, but this kid's amazing. Two European championships. He's not, he's just 15. His he's also his dad is a European two-time European champion. One I time. believe. One, One time. time. But okay. in touring car, correct? Yeah. So um back in the day, you know, when these companies actually sent uh people to support, you know, over at the Euros, you know, the US companies would send people over to support for the euros and you know then european companies would come over here for nationals it would just be you know back in the day when you know honestly it wasn't all corporate and everything mm-hmm. that you know the racing people wanted to go to the races and and have that um i went over with mike reedy to the euros and um i would go a couple years in a row and the year before we were in um Switzerland and uh and um who was it uh Yuho ended up winning with an associated car this is when I was working with associated mm-hmm. and then the next year we went to um the Euros here with uh 
with Craig Drescher and Mike Reedy and them. And the, uh, at that race, if, I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday because, uh, it was X-Ray was there with their first car. Um, and they were fast. I mean, it mm-hmm. was ridiculous. Yillis Gross Camp had everybody covered. It was stupid. He was going to win that race by, you know, half a lap, how fast he was. And Jonas qualified like seventh. But what people didn't understand is on the last day of practice, it rained. And Craig says to me, he goes, man, I think it might rain on Sunday. And I said, okay, well, get out your rain car. And let's go test. And it was literally Craig and I testing, making changes, doing this, doing that. He was the only one on the track running in the uh, in the rain. And we dialed that thing in in the rain. Sunday comes around. It pours down. We take Jonas's car. We change it all over to the to a wet car. We put all the, the changes. Because in Europe, they race in the rain. Mm-hmm. And... You know, we put all this, all the setup on it, and he drove from seventh right to the front and won the race. No way. Yeah. yeah. And it was, we called it the best boat in the industry at the time, the TC3, because <laughs> it would go, you know, it would float. There was a puddle on the backstretch that literally they would just uh, hydroplane right through. Like the chassis would just go right through it. And all the other chassis had these openings on the bottom and the TC3, you know, with the plastic mm-hmm. chassis. It would just like slide across it and it wouldn't get stuck or anything. And uh, so like Jonas still had to drive it. Like I tell everybody, you can dial a car in as good as a car can get, but the driver still has to drive it. The person behind the wheel still has to go around the track. But he definitely had a huge advantage. And that goes down to, you know, Dresher putting the time in in the rain and pretty much ruining a practice car in the rain to get a good setup just in case on Sunday and it paid off for him. And that's how Jonas went and won the race. So that's it amazing. was, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. I mean, I can't, you know, it was, we had a good time that night. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I, I heard you had some legendary nights. So I've had, I've had some, uh, fisherman's vodka in, in, um, in Denmark is, uh, a killer to me. Awesome. I won't say a killer. Let's just put it this way that, um, that I've done snow angels in the middle of the street um, outside of a bar, shirtless, <laughs> um, it, like in the snow. Yeah, it was in, in traffic. Yeah. No, it hey. was, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the good old days, though. That uh, was that, the good old days. Th- that was the young and stupid days. But now I'm just I, old and stupid. So, <laughs> But let, let's talk about that because here we have this 15-year-old. He's... And he won it. The person that won he the champion last year, Tommy Hall, unfortunately didn't make the A main, but he's 16, right? And this kid, he won because he uh, didn't run his shocks upside down. <laughs> JQ would have a hissy fit right now if you heard that. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, look, let's look at this. This kid, he's he's done well. He's a two-time European champion. He's going into four-wheel drive this weekend. He could possibly with do well. Probably with a lot of confidence. I would say so. His cars got stolen as well. Their cars got the, stolen. This was at the warm up race, correct? Uh, I believe so. Or yeah. at, so their yeah. cars I got think, stolen. I, yeah, I think I think they went to. I, I remember reading something from Jonas that said they went out to lunch 
mm-hmm. something like that. And they had their cars in the back, um, in the, in the back of their car and the window got broken out and they, yeah. they stole the cars or whatever, you know? So, but I mean, just seeing his dad hugging him, I got to meet them at the world's, you know, really great good people. father son team. Excuse me. Jonas is a great person. Great person. But I mean, yeah. we're seeing these young, this is not unusual for Europe, but we, they've had many young European champions and, and whatnot in, um, in 10 scale. I think it comes down to the club culture in Europe, racing, not racing a bunch of classes, having a, a functioning federation that also has federations within the different countries and stuff like that. But they're definitely put like, look at, look at these young racers out there that they're pushing out. And these guys are coming out champions. Like, I mean, this young kid, yeah. it, it's amazing to see. And I think, but you got to remember the, you got to remember that, you know, Jonas, Jonas, and I mean, they're the, the European team manager, Craig Drescher. Awesome. Guy. They're like, they're literally like brothers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they couldn't be any closer. They, we, they, we traveled the world together, uh, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day. And I mean, he's had, Craig has been by their side since day one with CML and, and team associated Inc. You know, Craig's the, is he the winningest European champion out there or the second winningest European champion of all time? He's so an awesome person though. The guy knows how to win. He's got a, he's got a championship pedigree behind mm-hmm. him, you know, and he's got, you know, all the confidence in the world. And I mean, Craig is, is there and just the support, it's a support staff. Mm-hmm. You cannot win races these days by yourself. It's not, not no, going I don't think so. to happen. And he always pushes the youth, right? They have a very good AE has a very good youth program going over there. It's obvious. I mean, look at the whole brothers, this young man. Um, I, I would right. throw in Angaro, even though maybe Angaro isn't as close because he's in Italy, but I'm sure. He, <laughs> well, how about giving Angaro a pat on the back? Here? Yeah. I mean, when's the last time he's run 10 scale? I know. He just comes out and he's, he says he's coming to the worlds too. And he says he'll be at the worlds. And he says, I said, what about. You worried about the track? He goes, oh, no, I just want a Spencer Rifkin setup. That's what he said to me at IBC. But congratulations to Marcus. I think Sontag just texted me and said, uh, can we talk about something that's interesting? When Sell Sontag go in the ENATS. There we go. What's that? Tell Sontag go in the E-Trog or E-Boggy at the ENATS. He's at the ENATS right now. I know, but he's got to win one of them. You know, the Padawan must beat the master at some point. Um, that's Star I, Wars talk. That's Star Wars. I know it's Star Wars talk, but I am not following you whatsoever. So I'm saying that like his okay. Sontag is the protege, Fend is the master. The, the no, no, Mike Sontag, not Tater. Oh, okay, Mike's Mike. Wow, he's you know, the shit man in the world, right there, dude. You know, that the guy hits a fast. Yeah. I like him too. He's so really Mike? good. Mike's yeah, awesome. He's, he's really fast in the pits. I watched him. Uh, I watched him help win that. Truggy man at AMS for um Nick, Nikki says she's he's fast at home too. <laughs> <laughs> oh so. my gosh. We got Tim Lime in the house, Matthew Lawrence. What's up? Cody Wild guest, Cody Turner, Joseph Kood, Kevin Caston, how you doing? Oh man, awesome day for Carup. Uh awesome day. Just let's just see him hug like the father hugging him and the guys coming to tours and all that stuff. To me, that's what RC is about, right? Father, sons doing that type of stuff generational champions man i i get so aggravated when it's everyone's like it's all about 40 plus no it's all about that 
Those young kids, we need them. Those are the future. Those are what's going to be future champions. And their comment. Happy belated birthday, Matt Dixon. Good to see you. Uh, Kevin Herbert, how you doing? John Philpott. Chris Nunez, how you doing? All right, guys. So, Barry, you're not at the ENATS. You are you are home. I wouldn't I wouldn't have been at the ENATS. I'm, I'm, I did see you at the Nats. You was working your ass off at the at the recent nationals. It was hot. You, you was I think I worked my ass off at every race I went to. You I do. think anybody anybody can attest to that that when I put full force full force effort into it, you know, but it, even back in the day, you know, of touring car, you know, if I wasn't doing well, I would stay up all night and build a new car. I mean, it was also it was, mentally strong too. That's what I think was uh you came in there. What was the story? You came in there and said, "Okay, who's coming second today?" That was that was cocky young Barry. Yeah, but that's me on you know. mind games. That works. They need to we need to go back to that, I think. These guys need to be playing mind games like that, I think. You know, oh I see gosh. I see Kevin A Bear on here and he'll he'll still probably laugh at this story, but I think I helped in Kevin A Bear becoming Kevin A Bear, the you know, dominant in touring car for a while. Because Cocky Barry literally looked at him one day in Cleveland and said, you wish you had what I had. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Oh, now, my gosh. Oh, yeah. you, I, I love having you on. Uh, but let, let's, let's talk about, so your role at TLR was as a consultant. Can, we, can you explain what that role was somewhat, please? So uh, do we really want to start from the, from the beginning? Do we have the time? Because yeah, I, I, I mean, would love to, but I don't want to lose everybody here. I mean, just give you know? us quick synopsis of what your role was. Everybody wants me to talk crap. Okay, everybody wants you know me to dish all all the junk that's out there. You know, because that's what people like these days. It's all about drama, 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 drama. You know, and boy, could I create some. Yep. But yeah, um, but so let's just get it started with. Um, Back in the day, I ran for Losi, you know, back mm-hmm. in the days with with uh, Junior and Pops and them. But that was in the, I want to say, the the 90s or so. And then it wasn't, I went through, you know, the phase of all of the touring cars and, you know, racing for Associated and and X-Ray and then doing the Team Magic thing. And everybody's heard that story and everything. So I decided back in, I want to say, 2015 or so, I was done. I was done racing. You know, I, I, it it was, it was one of those where I was, uh, doing Reedy races, you know, still, but I mean, I literally took out Dakota at a Reedy race once and probably, you know, I don't think his mom still has ever forgiven me for that one, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, but he got me back on the last corner and the whole place went crazy. You know, it was kind of funny. You know, when when I look back at it, but I mean, he was so young and I mean, I remember him in days, you know, where I was working for O'Donnell and I went to a race in Canada. And I mean, Dakota could barely look over the railing on the driver's stand and decided he was going to wax all of our asses. So, you know, it was um, I've known him a long time, but coming back to um, to the whole thing about getting involved with with TLR again, um, I ended up having some back issues. And I was playing a lot when I when I decided to leave RC. Um, I was playing a lot of golf, and I got back into golf. And one day, I just I felt like I had you know an issue with my back, and I went and saw a chiropractor. A chiropractor put me on a drop table, and I couldn't walk for three days. 
And I was like, well, this isn't good. So um, I went and started seeing a bunch of, you know, doctors and things like that. And it ended up being, I have what's called spinal stenosis and degenerative disc disease. So um, I had to have L4 and L5 fused in my back. So now I'm stuck at home. Um, and then three weeks later, um, C5, C6 collapsed in my back because it's like, you know, that your back is like, you know, anything else. You have a weak link and something else happens, you know, and um, so it was just, it, it was just, you know, it ended up happening. So I ended up having that and then I had to have a resurgery, uh, uh, my, my L4, L5 redone for a third surgery. So I was laid up at, at home and I needed something to do and the doctors all, well, you need a hobby. And my hobby was playing golf or RC racing for the last 30 years. Um, so I decided, uh, Mindy said, why don't you just get a car and tinker with it? You know, I'll drive you down to the track and, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. And so I ended up, um, I made some phone calls around and I talked to uh, Jason Snyder from Rossbeed. Because at that time he was doing, you know, his, his, all his YouTube stuff where he was doing these uh, reviews of everything. And I guess I didn't know at the time, but I guess uh, the stock nationals or no, the nationals were like a month away when I asked him this question. And I said, Hey man, I said, what's, what do you think I should do? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go back and I'm going to try to race stock, you know, in two wheel drive. Lord, did I not know what I was getting into? But uh, I said, what's going to be, you know, what what do you think? What's the best car out there to try and do it? You know, and, you know, he goes, are you going to make a run for the Nationals? I'm like, no, I'm going to go to OCRC and I'm going to try to drive an RC car. So um, he says, if you can make a low C car go around the track, you're doing quite well. He goes, if you can make it fast. Right. Mm-hmm. And anybody who knows me from back in the day or whatever, I love to tinker. I'm a tinker. I'm a person who's going to make the car and I'm going to change it and I'm going to do whatever and I'm going to make it right. And um, so, oh, the wife's on there. Hey, baby. Hope you're having fun in Vegas. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I was a tinkerer and I wanted to tinker. And I went to, uh, I, I purchased a, an SR, which was the wrong car to buy for stock racing because you ended up, it had the slipper eliminator. No, you needed a slipper. And then it had, you know, all this aluminum dog bones. No, you want to steal dog bones. So I'm just like, oh my God, I've got to, you know, change all of this stuff. And so I ended up, I ended up doing this and I ended up going to, to OCRC and I'm like, I practiced a couple of times. Right. And I'm like, I got this. So I'm going to race on a, on a Sunday. Woo! Talk about an ass kicking. Right. Stock was different. eh? Oh, man. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> right. And I'm like, this is not working for me. You know, <laughs> got to charge the batteries at this and you got to do this and you got to do that. And you got to have the fastest, you know, these motors and you got to do. And I'm like, oh, wow. This is not good. Well, 
now I have a Losi car, right? And everybody's mm-hmm. all, oh, you got to do, you know, you, you got to get an associated car or you got to do this. You got to do that. And I just made my car, you know, good. I just, I tuned it. I got it good. Well, they're working at the time. They're working on the 5.0, the TLR 5.0. And Frank Root was down there. And I had my car pretty good with suspension package and all the other stuff. And I, I got it to the point where I was very fast in stock down there. And it only took a couple of weeks. You know, two to three weeks of me actually going down there and tinkering, you know, luckily I was off work because I was on, you know, disability, you know, recovering and stuff like that. But it was still difficult to to do these things. Um, but I ended up getting the car good. And, you know, I was talking to Frank about things and then Frank brought it up to, you know, to Kevin Gahan. Kevin came down and he was t- testing the 5.0 there at one point. Um who was the team manager before Thomas Tran. And, you know, we just started talking and everything. And it was like, you know, hey, do you want to, you know, help with some consulting? You know, with, you know, we'll give you some parts and you go out and you drive it and you, you know, whatever. And, you know, let us know. And so Frank was really helpful with that. And I started going down to SDRC and I was testing some stuff and, you know, with them, And it just worked out that way. And then one time, one day, you know, I got a message that said, hey, we want to have a meeting with you. So it was uh, Frank Root, Kevin Gahan, uh, Todd Hodge in a meeting. And, you know, Todd runs, you know, TLR. So it was, hey, uh, would you consider, you know, coming on and and helping out, you know, situation? What do you want for it? And at the time I was like, well, you know, parts would be nice, you know, some parts. I never asked for a budget or anything. I just, you know, some parts would be nice. So ended up getting, you know, they ended up giving me the title of, you know, team consultant and, you know, and that was, you know, pretty cool and everything. And I had never really, other than the O'Donnell thing, I had never really got into A-scale much, but I loved it. Like when I drove it, it was so much fun. And Pavitas back in the day, the year, the year, um, came, I think Sontag's falling asleep. Um, the, the year Dagani, uh, won the worlds, Pavitas was trying to get me to go down to Uruguay mm-hmm. and run because he said it's like pretty much an on road track, you know. So 2002, yeah, yeah. So, but that would have been it. And then, I mean, that was it. So, it just worked into that. And then the first year I went to DNC, um, Dakota was in the B main. And I mean, we literally figured out, I, I literally figured out there was an issue with the shocks and I pretty much just gave up my whole race and started working on the shocks. And Dakota went from, uh, the B main bumped up and then finished second behind Mayfield. So, uh, it was just little things we changed. You know, I, I went out and walked the track with him before the race, picked out the lines and, and realized that Dakota's a sponge. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he will take in a lot of stuff and, and, and understand things and, and really be to the point of wanting to learn, but having the confidence still there to know that he can still overcome some things. Mm-hmm. So, that was the first year of doing that. And he ended up being second, you know, at that race. And then we went to the silver state. Um, 
And Kevin Gahan said, hey, can you come to the Silver State? And that was when, you know, I met Reno. I met Reno at, at DNC that year. And then Reno and I roomed together. Then ever since, you know, it's always, hey, Rumi, hey, Rumi. Right, because he was on Losi, right? He was on TLR. Is, this was with yeah. TLR, yeah. Um, and this is like the start of everything to get going, you know, in that year. And uh, that year, you know, Dakota had Truggy one and a shock tower broke. I was there. Like, I remember that. I was uh, there. He was lapping the field at like 15 minutes in, mm-hmm. in Truggy. And, you know, and then in buggy, he was leading again and his receiver shut off or, you know, his, his radio unbound, mm-hmm. you know, wrecked him, damn near killed him. So <laughs> we, uh, yeah. So, uh, just things like that happened and we moved on and it just, it progressively got more and more you know, mm-hmm. to where I was, I was just l- trying to lend a hand and I got into some testing and I got into, they wanted me to, you know, to work, you know, and at that time there was like this limbo of who's working on the car. And, you know, with the eight X, it was Brian Kinney, you know, who was, you know, the, the engineer. And then you had, you know, Dunford, but there were still issues with the mm-hmm. car. I think if everybody remembers, they went to the first nationals and I think they were like in the C main with it or something like that. That was like 2018, right? Oh, who knows? And then they went to the Worlds and they had issues with it being, you know, making it into the box because, you know, it was like too wide. And they had to do a bunch of a bunch of changes and everything to it. And it's like, you know, with stuff like that, it's you start thinking, okay, well, how how can cars like this come out, you know, and be like this? Mm. Well, you know, everybody would talk and I'm like, you know it is what it is kind of thing. And we, you know, you move on from that. And we started making the eight X better and, you know, going out to the track and testing and doing all that stuff. And then uh, the 2.0 was designed. And if everybody remembers, I mean, still at this point, Dakota was fast, but he wasn't, you know, he was, he was fast and he wasn't really, he was winning races when we, you know, we figured out, okay, you got to narrow the rear end up. You got to put the hubs on the offset, all of this stuff going on here. And um, so we, we ended up getting it to where the, the the car was better for him. And then it was time. Okay. We're going to go with the 2.0, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to make square pills and we're going to do this. And this is the idea that they're going to go down. Right. And quite honestly, I had nothing to do with, you know, other than going out and driving this, you know, the design of the car and everything was, was nothing yet. Dakota goes to the, you know, we go to the silver state the one year and struggle bus, Mm -hmm. like couldn't even get out of his own way at the race. And all of a sudden it's like, it's like, well, Barry F the car up. Mm. Oh yeah. You don't know how many messages I got that I screwed the car up. But you had nothing to do with it. It was completely my fault why Dakota didn't make the main. Why he's struggling all of a sudden. Now, granted, materials are different. All this other stuff's different. You know, out drives are way too hard. All this stuff. But when it all came down to it, the the car just wasn't tested enough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in, In my opinion. And quite honestly... It's, it was all of our faults by saying, let's just go and, and run the car, you okay. know? So 
I mean, it was, it was, you know, it takes, it takes a whole village to, you know, to get everything going. But Mm -hmm. what people don't understand is I've never been paid by TLR. Okay. Ever. This was all voluntary work. Right. Taking time off work. Taking time off of work, going to races. I mean, yes, they would, you know, uh, they they would take care of, you know, the hotel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. But time costs money. You know, it was my time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it was my effort. It was the hours I put in at home. Mm-hmm. You know, you built work, cars at work, home, right? I would work. Oh yeah. I would work at, you know, eight hours a day and then come home and build cars and, and go to the, on the weekend and test. And I mean, I'm taking time away from doing, doing stuff with, with Mindy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking time, you know, uh, uh, taking, taking time away from doing stuff with the family to go out and, you know, do this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it started, it started to wear and, and everything. And I mean, year after year after year, it was, it was starting to wear a little bit more, but I mean, the good thing was, is we started turning things around. That's true. Very true. And I mean, anybody who, who knows, like I said earlier, it doesn't matter how good you can, you make a car. doesn't matter how bad the car is. If the guy behind the wheel decides he wants to drive it and he's really good at it, mm-hmm. he's going to make the car look good or he's going to make the car look bad. Okay. And luckily for horizon, they have Dakota Fend. Best on Iran off road drive in the world right now. That's there, what I have him as. There's no question about it. Put him yeah. anywhere and he and, can win. And, I'll be a threat and to him. I've, I've worked with him and I will never, ever, ever say anything bad about that kid. And you, I just want to then other than he likes to rib people. If you really know, see, and I don't know that side of him, but what I do like about Fend is it don't matter if he's having a bad time or he's had just had a shitty run or whatever. He's willing to talk right. When you want to do an interview, I'll never forget after DNC, uh, trend, not last year, and I went up to the interview. And he goes, "Did you see that fucking mess out there?" Like he was so upset about the the mid pack mess, right? I was like, "Dude, I know." Like that whole mid pack was crazy. I think he finished fourth. Ronald finished fifth, and that they were just that whole mid pack at DNC was crazy. Just guys it's, hitting each other, everything. It's kind of funny because you can be on the headset, and I mean Sontag will laugh at this one. You can be on the headset with him, and all you hear is like heavy breathing. Right. And then if there's a mistake that happens, you know, if it was his mistake or if it was somebody else's mistake by either fuck or fuck me, (laughs) you know, the, when the me is added, it's his fault. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But so, I mean, with all question, the last two years has been exceptional for him. He's, he's been, uh, doing really well at these races. I mean, look at this. He's he got all it last year was a great year. He won his first fuel nationals. Um, he won yeah. obviously he won e nationals. He won ten scale, but he won. It was just him and Mayfield, and then throw in a testman once in a while. But him and Mayfield went on a tour last year, and then he started off this year with a bang of AMS. Probably should have won silver. Should have probably won DNC, right? But had some issues or, you know, just kind of, I don't know what happened at DNC, but definitely went from, 
I, I'm going to say this because you just got mad at us. He went from fending, which was not finishing races, to beating these guys and living up to, you know, it was quite widely known. Like they would say, Fan, Fan can only win at, at five minute runs and all this type of stuff. Well, he started beating guys. He demolished guys this past nationals, like demolished them. The, he beat guys from the start. Like, I don't think if can people I, even can I tell you him, something about this year's nationals. What up? Okay. So we're in practice and we're in seating and he's fast in seating, right? You saw it, you know, seeds number one, everything. And he comes back and he goes, I need more steering. What? And I said to him, dude, you're already three tenths faster than anybody else. And you know what he says to me? Imagine how fast I'd be if I had steering. (laughs) So guess what? You gave him more steering. We gave him more steering, but I mean, it's like it working with Dakota is really fun because he can, he can break down the car. He can break down a corner for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And he can tell me that going into the corner, it does this middle of the corner. It does that coming out of the corner. It does this. Right. And there's times where he's come in and he said, I need more steering, but I need less grip in the rear. Mm. Okay. Two totally different things. Okay. Right. He need wants more to work steering to break is loose. I need to get into the corner harder. Okay. I lead less grip means I need less forward bite or less. I need the car to finish the corner instead of, you know, coming off the corner and going straight. Mm-hmm. So most people would say, well, just loosen the rear end up. It'll give you both, but it won't. Mm-hmm. You're still lacking the steering going in. Right. You're just loosening the rear up and it's breaking. All you're doing is loosening the rear up. Right. So, but when somebody can tell you that and can understand and can feel the car out and then, you know, you go out the next run and, you know, the first lap, he's like, finally, (laughs) you're like, okay, we're good. So he, he demolished those guys like that. I mean, it's, it, it is, I mean, this is, you know, this is, it's Dakota. It's it's the confidence. That's the thing that this kid, you cannot. You're not going to break him. That's yeah, what and he, he doesn't seem to right get now. flustered. Not that I see. He doesn't publicly get flustered, uh, or let it show. Like he's just kind of like, yeah, this happened. This is what's going to happen, and I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm just going to go race. And yeah, you're not going to break him. I mean, he's got, he's got. I mean, he's got a very good program. Mm-hmm. Okay, whether I'm there or not. He's got a good program. Okay. But I think you helped out a lot because it went from. I did. And a lot of people don't, a lot of people, I'm going to go further. I'm keeping everybody on here. Okay. But I'm going to go further and let you know, actually what was said. Everybody thinks that I just like abandoned ship. Mm -hmm. I haven't abandoned ship, but you know, that's for down the road right now. We're still talking about, you know, some Mm -hmm. other things you know, and the reason why I've made the decisions why I've made. Mm-hmm. But for now, you know, like I tried to say, you know, a couple years ago, Dakota called me after a race. I want to say it was a Southern Nats right after the race was over. And he goes, Barry, I figured it out. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I figured it out. He won that one. Right. And I go, I go, what'd you figure out? And he goes, I figured out you don't have to drive a hundred percent. No shit. No way. Race. No way. And and he's went. right, though. 
And I went, yes, there you go. And ever since then, what's it been like? He can manage a race now. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. He manages a race. Now, was that me trying to explain things to him? Was that me trying to get in his ear? Was that me trying to you know do anything? If it was, hey, great. But it's also maturity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And, I mean, he's been in this forever. And I'll tell you what. He's got – I mean, if he can if if he can have the mental fortitude he has with Mike Sontag at every race with him, you know, that that's strong mental attitude. Because Sontag can break you down. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. I've never oh, had, yeah. I've only talked to him a few times. He's a, I, I need to go, probably go talk to him some more and have some he, laughs with him. He is so fun to talk to and get into it with him. And, you know, I'm not just saying this because, you know, he, he it's Mike, mm-hmm. you know, it's Mike. And I mean, I heard a lot of things about Tater, you know, coming into the team and I really didn't know him. And I sat him down at a, uh, at one race and I said, Tater, I, you know, and I think he'll tell, he remembers the story. Hopefully he remembers the time, but I think we're in Vegas the first year I ever met him and Mike. And I said, I said, you are exactly like I was. I Mm. said, I was a hothead. I had a bad reputation. I have this, I have that, I have this. And I said, you have got to get to the point, you know, where, let's work on it and and make it a better position. And now Mm -hmm. he's like, you know, he's, he's growing into himself now. I would say so. He's matured a lot, but he had a very bad name, but he's got a great mentor Mm -hmm. and he's got a great family behind him. You know what I mean? It's like, he's got, you know, Nikki's full force, you know, Mike is there, you know, with, with, you know, Tater every step of the way. Dakota's there, you know, to help him out with Tater. So, I mean, it's, it's sure. I've spent a lot of time with these guys in the last couple of years, but I've seen a lot of growth from both of them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've even grown from them. You know, I, I've flown off the handle many times. I've been a little bitch. I've, you know, I, I, I'm a hundred percent. I take um, blame for everything I've ever done. Mm-hmm. because I wouldn't be the person that I am, you know, today without the passion that I have. Um, But I still had passion, you know, even being down in the pits, mm-hmm. you know, I want to win and I don't just want to win. I want to crush people. But that's what it takes. That passion you to want to win, to want to beat everybody. If you ain't going to, if you ain't got the attitude, you ain't going to do it. But deep down inside, I think, Dakota has that same attitude. Yeah. I mean, but sure, he probably he just doesn't let shirt, it show. He can't let it he show. Wants to, he wants to crush people. And I mean, he's, he's proved it. He, you he know? crushed everybody at the nationals. I mean, that's, well, that's one race. I know, but it was just impressive. Yeah. I it mean, was, it, we, everything came together at the perfect time. It was a perfect mm-hmm. storm. It and was. if I didn't screw if I didn't screw up Truggy, he would have won both back to back. So it was a good. I enjoyed the nationals. It was very good. Uh, there was an interesting track, and he was clearly the fastest just from the get go, right? It was no. Nah, he wasn't. He wasn't the fastest from the get go. It looked like it. No, nope. if I remember correctly, no, who nope, was faster? No, nope, nope. we were. He was. He was. 
fourth or fifth the first run back, and then he progressively got quicker. And I I remember because I was laughing about it, I said we were – I came back and I said, well, at least you're the fastest of the people who didn't come and practice. Right. And also, I think he was so pissed off and he didn't wrap up TQ in the third qualifier. I think it was four, right? So he, and then he, I think uh, he ran on a few. That was a, that was a calculated move right there. Right. Okay. It was a, that was a, he made the decision on the fly because he crashed like the second or third, the first lap, he crashed like two times. And he, and, and Sontag in his ear literally said, well, this is the time to try it. You know what's amazing about this guy is that you you will see him doing this type of crashes and he'll be like, man, he's done in like seventh or eighth, right? And the guy just comes up and he TQs to run. It's um like I honestly I say this, I've said it over and over. Best all around. Like he can I think he could to any he was probably the fastest North American at the worlds last year. Uh unfortunately he had the he had issues, he had to start in the LCQ, but in the LCQ he Dusted those guys. Keenan, uh, Keenan, I'm going to say this right now, and I haven't said it out loud to anybody ever before, and I don't want anybody to give me crap about this that's listening. But if I was at the Worlds, he wins the Worlds. You, all right. You wasn't there. Was not there. I for, for some reason, I, I thought you were there. I would put my left nut on that. I don't know how he wasn't there. Why? Anyway. I couldn't get away from work. Right, I was that's... working. I was, uh, I, I, you know, my job. I love my job. My job mm-hmm. is awesome. I have an awesome boss that that races and everything. And I mean, I've oh, been really? there 13 years. And we were working. Um, we were opening up a new a new lab. And at the time, um, at the time that it all worked itself out, it was. That week, we were supposed to open up a new research lab, and I couldn't be there. You know, I, I couldn't be at the Worlds because I had to be there to open up the lab. Mm, and okay. it ended up making – it ended up not working out. that The lab had to end up being opened up. Um, the lab had to, had to, had to uh, open up later on, which means I probably could have gone. In mm-hmm. fact, my boss – Two days before the world said, buy yourself a ticket, really? get on a flight, go there, be there for Dakota. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know. Was you screaming at the television or like messaging people when you was watching it? So it was one thirty in the morning when the semi came up mm-hmm. and I'm lucky that I could watch the final because I think my computer almost got broken. And uh, then he had to do the LCQ. And in the LCQ, as everybody knows, there was a little issue in pit lane, but nobody panicked. Okay. And he came back and he won the race in the LCQs, you know, which is lucky because any other year other than that year, he's not even in the main. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And then and then he came back and he 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 made that awesome finish. I mean, do I think he could have finished third with what he had right there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he could have run down Kanas, but I mean, it was that right at that edge of 
his tires are gone and they're playing with the, you know, thing. And then, you know, we have the issue where, you know, he pops a glow plug or whatever. Um, but I mean, he's only pops a glow plug cause he's spinning the hell out of the tires and just revving the hell out of it because mm-hmm. he's got no, no, um, no drive anymore. So, but I mean the, the, what he did to come through there, I mean, same thing with Ronna Folk. I mean, Ronna Folk stepped on his dick at that race. In my, my opinion, I would agree with you there. It, you know, I would agree with you there. We had that conversation today, me and JQ. Yeah. I uh, mean, he, <clears throat> he stepped on it. Um, but you know, Angaro deserves it. He's he there. He's, he's confident when he goes racing, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, you. you know, there's, there's five guys, six guys, that you can say are the best in the world. And, you know, everybody else may get upset about it, but, you know, at, at any time these guys can win. And you had a big rant. Um, you had a big rant the other day about, you know, why the U S guys don't go over to Europe. Mm-hmm. Well, most of the time when the European guys come over to the States, they get their ass handed to them. Who the European guys? Most of them. Well, it happens, but they've also won. They've also won. Exactly. Okay. But, they're playing on evil, even even playing ground most of the time. Okay. Okay. When you go over there, you're talking about a track that's been put in, you know, they've been in there for a while and stuff like that. It's going to take most people. But the top echelon guys, whether it be a Mayfield, whether it be a Dakota, whether it be anybody, you know, that, that are the top, we're still fighting for the win at the end of the weekend. I, I have a question about that. Do you feel... I've been thinking about this because I know the permanent track is a, is a big deal. And I, I get that. Do you feel, I kind of feel it's also the style of track. Renovant is like, if you're not, if you, if you watch that track is it's huge, right? But it's fast. It's a lot of corner speed. You can't ease off the fuel. can't really come off the throttle too much. If you do, you're just dropping back. You read in America. There's not many tracks like that. It's point and shoot. It's 180 jump, 180 jump, you know, 90, not too much. Like that, do you feel it's more also that factor that they don't get on those type of tracks as much as they should? Okay, no, no. A good driver is a good driver. Okay, I would agree there as well. You know, a good driver is a good driver. They're going to drive everywhere. Nobody's going to make excuses for them, especially them themselves. Like, at, you know, sometimes you hear these top drivers that make excuses. Oh my God, you know, I had a bad time, especially in touring car. Oh, I had a bad set of tires. I had this, you know, tires sucked, you know, all, all this other, you hear that all the time in touring car, you know, you heard an offer it to. Well, I mean, but Hey, but most, but sometimes you have, you know, in touring car, you have, you know, handout tires mm-hmm. in, in, in a scale off-road. There isn't a handout tire. It's not no. a race, no. you know? And I feel like if you sign a contract, to run somebody's tires, you run their tires, whether you win, lose, draw, whatever, right? You've made that decision. You lay in your bed. Well, we, okay. I mean, we would say Ronald Fox doing the same thing right now. But I mean, eventually they're going to get, you know, the thing down because I They'll know Christian, Christian works really hard, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, but, and Christian and Nicola don't see eye to eye. Oh, so Christian, Nicola wants to crush Christian. Yeah. And Christian wants to crush Nicola. That's a rivalry right there. That and, is a rivalry. And, and Jason laughs the whole time. 
<laughs> because there ain't a tire in the U.S. that can keep up, especially the indoor stuff with JC stuff right now. No, not especially at this weekend that we're coming up to. It's going to be. Well, I mean, just currently. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it is what it is. So, but I think we got way off off track here because we were mm-hmm. talking about the whole TLR thing and everything going going forward on that. Um, and that's probably me because I go in 57 different directions when I'm no, talking. I do the same ramble. thing. I do the same thing. Um, but as far as um, TLR goes, you know, it just worked into, I, I had to earn Dakota's trust. Mm-hmm. And I think I have, you know, who knows? I don't, uh, you know, you know, I said, do you trust me? And he's like, yeah. And I said, okay, then we're going to change this from the main. You know, but when you work with somebody like like Dakota or anybody of the top drivers, and I mean, just like in real racing, Danny Stockman, I'll tell you this, okay, it, it the driver has to trust you mm-hmm. to make changes. Now, in real racing, a bad change could end nice. the guy's career. Yeah. In RC racing, you're rebuilding the car. That's all you're doing. You know what I mean? So, but it's still the same because it's the, live, it's the livelihood, especially when it comes down to a main event. You know, mm-hmm. if you're making a change right before the main and somebody's, you know, you know, confident or not confident in the changes, you got to, you got to live and you got to die by it kind of thing. And I think that we, we communicate at the races very well, you know? Um, and like I said, I, I learned to understand his lingo and what, mm-hmm. what he means. With, with talking about things like that. Um, so to go back to everything and like everybody wants to know right now, um, are we done? Mm-hmm. I'm hoping not, but it's not up to me. Right. Um, will I continue? Will I personally continue to run TLR products and anything under the horizon brand? No, I will mm-hmm. not. Can we, can we talk about that? Because I, I had you I had heard you had told me about this about a month about before the nationals. I remember you said, Yeah, I might have some big news, and then we talked a little bit at the nationals. And um I guess I did not know you was not getting compensated for your time. And then I you kind of said something to me at the nationals, like, Oh wow, because hey man, time is money and this is a job, right? It may not have been a full-time job for you, but it was part-time and you took time off from work, time off from your, your wife. And all that stuff, and that has to be compensated for. Uh, I, w- I mean, if they, can, for me, I personally feel if they can't see the positive things that you've bought into, because let's be honest, Horizon has not had a very Horizon TLR. I would say that since Drake left, right back in twenty fifteen, or sorry, since they fired Drake in twenty fifteen, they have not really that they. I would say Dakota fans kind of have just dug them out of that hole lately, you know, in the let, last two years. Let me let me cut you off, Lefty, right now, okay? Okay. Okay? I'm not going to get JQ'd on this, okay? There will be no cease and desist that's coming out for this. <laughs> I might get one, though. Okay. No, no. But I will tell you this, straight up, okay? The, the people at Horizon headquarters. Mm-hmm. The people who are in charge of making the decisions. I understand okay, that. 
have no clue on anything that I've done. Mm. Okay. Like there were, there were hierarchies that came out to silver state one time and they're just like, Oh, that's Dakota's mechanic. Mm. That's what I was known as. Mm. So, um, but I will tell you this, the people who are at TLR, whether, (laughs) whether it be, uh, uh, Todd Hodge, whether it be Ryan Dunford, even Thomas Tran, I mean, they're all overworked. I don't care what anybody says. I would say Tran's not what Trinity guy too. Four four companies at once. Incredible. Let's, like let's get one right before we try to do four. And no regional managers until no regional team well, let's, managers. Let's let's try to get one correct, where wow. you can spend the time and do one proper. I would not want to be Thomas Tran right now, and all for the. I'm sure but he's that's not, not. You know that's that's. You know, that's corporate though. Exactly. And if somebody says, I can't do that, what does corporate do? Get somebody that can. We'll get somebody that can do it. I know. So why would anybody want to literally stick their head out for anybody if it's going to get chopped off? Chopped off? I, I understand that. And that, and you have to do that for the same age, right? But it's a don't. corporate world, and now I'm gonna get I'm gonna get obliterated. I'll probably get obliterated from from Todd or Ryan or somebody for saying this, or Kramer or whoever back at at Horizon for saying that. But the the God's honest truth is that it needs to be restructured. There are too many jobs. These guys work their asses off. Okay. And there's not enough time to get everything done. And not only that, the attention that's needed to do those jobs is the sacrifice. Like I've been a team manager and not on the scale that these guys are doing it for the whole, like, what is it? Proline, AKA Trinity now and, um, and TLR. That's, that's actually four people's jobs. And I heard that they have no, no real regional team managers, if that, if I'm if I'm heard correctly, right? They got rid of the regional regional team managers or whatever people, you know, the regional team. Managers. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. But I mean, it all started. Okay, God. Okay, <laughs> I was told not to be a wimp, or in words from Sontag and Dakota, don't be a pussy tonight. Um, <laughs> but. Um, it was nobody knows the reason why Cavalry got let, let go. Okay. Okay. Corporate decisions. Pencil Got to make room. Got to make, make money. Got to make room. Mm-hmm. Now, am, am I telling something that people don't know that is completely false? Well, if I am, Okay, if I am, then I was lied to. Because you don't know how many times I've been told we can't do that. We can't do this. And then you get told from another person, sure, we can make this part or sure, we can do this. And then you get told from a third person. That's not possible. Well, where's the communication gap? Who's not saying what to who to where to when to why? Wow. You know? It's like, it's like, 
you know, when, when people bring out a new, a new program, let's go our, our, our PP. Which I think is great. Where do you get the money? They have to pay. I mean, they're paying cash, right? Well, checks or well, bank accounts. So where's where, that money where, coming from? Where where's it come from? Well, they now have you gotta money. make cutbacks. Right. Right. Because you're right. not increasing the sales aren't gonna increase overnight. No. And then you then you cut back on the sponsorship. So there goes look, I'm not saying that, that that's wrong, right? We definitely have to make bring got a leash on sponsorship. And I, I agree with a lot of things Horizon did on that side of things, but it's not coming back into racing, right? It's it's not because if it was, it would have been people like you could have got compensated. Cavallari probably would have stood on the team, stuff like that. I Thomas know. Deep down, help. I know deep down inside, deep down inside, there are there are people that that work at that company that would absolutely love to go back to the way things used to be. Yeah, but corporate's not going to do that. Not going to do it. I saw a video. I posted a video on my. Uh, and people's like, why did you post this boring video? I, some guy was explaining why. And you know the worst thing about this video right now, Lefty, what? is I'm probably digging myself in such a big hole that they may not allow me to work with Dakota anymore. You know what? The good thing about that is we have. And I that. and I pray that that doesn't happen because I sent an email. So the 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 the. the what people don't understand is I had a very, very good um, conversation with Dakota at Silver State. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people knew that the Nats um, was my, I won't say swan, swan song, but it was, I need to step away. And what mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. didn't know is on Sunday, I was passing a, a, a kidney stone at mm. the Nationals. I was in so much pain at the Nationals. It was ridiculous. I was urinating blood there. It was not fun. I would have never known because you was still yourself. Well, I was trying to get a job done. Mm-hmm. So I, I, but, but. You know, to, to, to go back to it, I mean, I sent, so I had that conversation, Dakota and I talked, um, I said, I'm going to send an email and let's see what kind of, you know, response I get. And this is the God's honest truth because somebody posted the other day that, oh, Barry's not telling the truth. You know, there's more behind this story. There's no more behind the story. There's, there's no more to this. It was. I did not agree with some of the decisions that were handed down from corporate and people's hands were tied. Thomas's hands, Todd's hands, Dunford's hands, everybody's hands were tied. Right. And then some of the decisions that were being made, I did not agree with. And if I'm not getting paid and, you know, they want to say, well, we're compensating you with, with, you know, product. I never asked for it. Yeah. Not a big racer. Either. No, but I never even asked for product. I was lucky. They gave me when I first got sponsored by by Kevin. He gave me the Team Five S deal, which was like, which was like the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. I got everything at like cost at the time. It was awesome, <laughs> right? 
I was like, wow, this is cool. Right. And then they're like, oh, we're going to give you a budget. I never asked for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in fact, I said, hey, now that I'm not going to be on the team anymore, I said, you should give the budget, you know, my budget, which is I've told Thomas multiple times, you guys give me way too much stuff. I don't need this. Probably easy to give. There, see? How many people out there in the world say my budget is too big? It's just easy to give product because okay, they have so, so much. I said, I don't want it. I said, give this to Tater. He can use it. Mm-hmm. Give this to, to Cole. Spread it out amongst those two, the two guys that I want to give it to. Here, I'm grandfathering this down. Crickets. Wow. Absolute crickets. I've defended Horizon a lot, right? I've defended a lot, them a lot. But, I mean, honestly, I did not know you was not getting compensated, right? And to me, I find that ex- ex- extremely shocking. Mayfield Mayfield at every race is a crack up. He'll walk over and go, Barry, you work way too hard for how much you get paid. Oh, wait, <laughs> you don't get paid. That's unfortunate, man, because I, honestly, honestly, I feel that you are a positive influence on his on his uh, on his program. I mean, it's the results speak for itself, right? The man. The last two years has been on a turret. Yes, of course. He's the man behind the radio. I don't you, you guys keep saying, everybody keeps saying this. Oh, you were a big, big help to his program. You know what I was helped to? I took a lot of pressure off of him that he had a race. He can relax and do get his tires ready. Work with Jason. Check the track out. And when his car went on the track, okay, it wasn't going to fall apart. Right. A big positive influence on his race program. Okay. But that being said, he still had to drive it. I agree. I agree. Okay. He was going to make or break it. Not me. Even though I'm, I broke it at the Nats in Truggy, but, you know, that was completely an oversight, but it happens. You know? Something about the motor mount, right? Yeah. Like, I should have known that the motor mount was broke. I should have taken more time mm-hmm. to it's just little things you take for granted will i ever let that happen again hell no not going into a main event hell no yeah I'm, it's unfortunate do you did you go into this thinking that at some point that they would compensate you or did it come down to the point when you said hey i need to be compensated or did you have this conversation prior in in time in times past I, I, that's a good question. Um, that's a really good question. Would I like to have been compensated? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, who doesn't like to have an extra few hundred dollars to go to Vegas and do some gambling with, but <laughs> I mean, would I, um, would I have liked an appreciation? Hey, end of the year, we did awesome kind of thing. Here's, mm-hmm you know, a bonus or whatever, I'd have been more than happy with that. Right. I get that. Appreciation. You know, appreciation. I get that. Yeah. Um, You know, but, but it's, it's sometimes you just feel underappreciated, you mm -hmm. know, where people say, Oh, we always told you we appreciated you. And we always, you know, I've always said that I appreciated you. Yeah. When I talk to you one time a year, Mm -hmm. two times a year, but I mean, when it all comes, when it all comes down to it, 
Okay. I left Horizon. Okay. I did not abandon Dakota. Got you. I understand that. I understand that. I left Horizon to enjoy my time at the track again. Like everybody's asking, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to, you know, what kind of car are you going to run? What's going to happen? You know, and I can tell you right now, okay, that I have a new sponsor. But are you announcing it now? I'm announcing it right now. Uh, Are you bringing out your wallet? Okay. It is Visa. Okay. (laughs) You're just going to do that. (laughs) I knew you was going to do that. Because I have already purchased a couple cars and I'm just going to go out and I'm going to run them. And I am going to have fun and I'm going to tinker. I have a question for you. Let's say you don't work with Dakota anymore. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for the card number. There's no card number on the front. I already checked that out when I did that Camden, but Hey, no problem. What's up sea lime. How you doing? Uh, is there, is there anybody out there that you would be interested that you think is, uh, has potential and would benefit from your, your, um, your expertise? Would you like to, would you, if you was, give me a couple names you think you would like to work with. Not going to happen. Jesus, man. Not gonna guys happen. are hurt. Guys are trying to guess what cars you got. Did you get uh 10 scale cars or eight scale cars? Eight scale. You're not, not even give us a hint to what you bought. What's that? Not even going to tell us what you bought? Not yet. Damn it, Barry. So. Okay, better question. What cars interest you out there? And that is 100% true, Smiley. Don't worry, they're coming. (laughs) But you can't post them. (laughs) What cars interest you out there right now? Um... I've always been interested to just like take a hot bodies apart and look at it. Oh my gosh. You got, you got a new hot bodies. So I, I've always been that kind of thing. And I mean, if anybody knows, um, I, I, there is somebody in this industry that just does not get enough credit. And that's Walker Spinrad. I give him a lot of credit. Okay. He, that guy, you don't understand. Like every morning I'm like driving to work and I'm talking to that dude and we are, you know, we're, we're laughing, you know, about, about situations and stuff like that. And I mean, he is the go-to guy for them. And I think, um, I think he's underappreciated where, where he's at. And I mean, there's, there's just, I just like because he sends it. He if it's a jump out there, he's gonna figure out how to do it. I just I really I love the guy. Did he just message you? Spin rather no, no, no. Actually, that was Frankie Contreras. What's up, FCJ? Just just messaged me. (laughs) All right, pups. I love I love Frankie. Frankie, that's family right there. I like Frankie too. And it doesn't matter who I race for or whatever. I will always be there for Frankie and junior and stuff. And they know we need, that we need they to get know Frankie that over to the East coast races, East coast races, Hunter, uh, funny story. 
Funny story about that, his comment right there. So when I worked for O'Donnell, okay, O'Donnell, O'Donnell literally had a meeting with Traxxas to try um, to try to develop an A-scale car with Steve. Steve O'Donnell was going to call be called uh, T-O-R, Traxxas O'Donnell Racing. Where is Steve O'Donnell now? Joel Moore wants to know. I just messaged him the other day because I went out to uh, Leg Lake to watch Wally run some. I heard you boats. was out there. I heard you was out there. Yeah, yeah. I went out there to uh, to to hang out and just watch pretty much paint dry with those things. That's not really cool. But um, <laughs> well, actually, boats are awesome. Not you got to see well, the no, 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 no. The monohull stuff is like watching paint dry. Okay, these <laughs> those those outriggers. Oh, they're fast. That can do like you know 10, 10 1 or ten two around a lap or something. I I I would go that. So I have a bigger one right there. That's that yellow thing right there. Yeah. Uh so one question says what one question says, what does spin what does spin rat what does spin radical do? Why is he unappreciated? Are you meaning at, at hot bodies what he's doing oh, now? No, he just that guy puts in a lot of effort. He really does. You know, and and he's helped out the team a lot. And yeah, I mean, every the- question, every question. I mean, he goes to the races and he helps out. He went to the worlds and helped out Cole. Mm-hmm. You know, he spent two weeks with Cole back in thing. I think Cole appreciates him to a certain point. You know, um, and I mean they're friends and everything. And but but what I mean by underappreciated is that guy should be. I mean. He should be at races helping out the team. He should be a team manager in my position. Really? In my okay. eyes. That's in good. my eyes. Okay. I like Walker. I like him. Yeah. I, I've just, I always call him the J Smoker Jr. because he sends it all the time. The but, slasher. Uh, That's what I slasher. call him. Slasher. Camden so, Line. Camden, Camden knows. Camden knows you can call Walker up and it doesn't matter what you run. He's just going to be, he's going to hook it up, you know? He's going to help you out. He understands. He comes from a racing background. He comes really? from a motocross background, so he understands okay. setup. There so, yeah, he understands the way a shock should work. <laughs> no, I mean, it's the truth. You know, some people think, oh, my God, you got to do this to a shock. You got to do that to a shock. No, you got to keep the freaking tire on the ground, dog. I, I agree. I agree. So, this has been radical one. Yeah. So, uh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that that's that's you know one guy that that you know is out there that I love to talk to. I love mm-hmm. talking with Walker. I really so, do. So it sounds like Barry's got himself a hot body. He's probably one of the new ones. Uh, which, I'm, at, it's I'm a not going to lie. It is one on my list. Yes. Ooh. Maybe you got a Sparko too. I think the most underrated car out there is a Kyosho. They're coming back. There were two of them at. There were two of them in the main at DNC. What's that? There were two of them in the main. Yeah, at no, DNC. no. I'm just saying that you know, there's the Kyosho, which I think is you know, uh, uh, a, an underrated vehicle. Always been good. That car. Well, I mean, it's been. got it's got the most world champions. It's it's people. It's got the most world champions out of any brand out there. You know, you know? world championships. But it was I also mean, at a time when Kyosha was Kyosha, and that was it. Kyosha and Mugen, that was it. So now, uh, now here, here's something I'm going to say, and you know, Dakota goes out and he wins, right? But is he 
does he have the best car out there, in my opinion? I don't think so. You mean the actual car that he's running now? I'm sorry to say with all the testing and everything and everybody behind that car and everything, do I think he has the best car out there? No. Do I think the TLR car could be the best car out there? Yes. Mm. With, With probably two changes to it. But that will not happen. Is it that just Horizon has no interest in the racing side of things or just the racing side of things just doesn't make any money for them? I don't know. I've asked this question before and everybody can everybody can go and uh, and and, you know, laugh about it with me. But I've asked the question. I never really got an answer. Um, and I think I've said this to multiple people. Um, the, the company that you race for. OK, ask them this. Are you a racing company or are you a company that goes racing? Because mm. there's a difference. Okay. And Max will tell you right there, racing doesn't make money. No, it doesn't. But, it costs money. But but if you're a big corporate world and you have all these other companies around you and you want to promote your product and everything, you know, you can do that, but like this weekend, what's what's this weekend? Axial Fest. Huge. They'll, they'll spend more at Axial Fest than probably what the whole budget racing is for the year. Well, they'll make that segment make so much money for them, right? Oh, yeah. So oh, much yeah. money. So much money. We're really over 200 people watching. Yeah, dude. 205. No way. It's an I hour 22. You. I haven't bored everybody yet. No, and you, we, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get people started here. Um, but yes, but I mean, Axios- like John John Moore says, racing is great advertising. Well, it all depends. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it 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 all depends on on what you what you do. I mean, is there going to be a boost in sales at Horizon with the the dirt bike? Absolutely. But will that slow down after a few months when people only buy one? Absolutely. Do you think that those bikes? No, I am positive about the bikes. I think that they will get new people to tracks. Do you and probably, hopefully, racing after that? What do you think about that? Like sort of like the Slash did. (sighs) (laughs) Jesus, Barry, you like want to go off on me right now? No, no, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. I think that people are going to try to race them. Yes. And I think that's going to not be a success. Well, I mean, first off, until you get, you know, it, you're going to get three of these bikes that are going to pound each other into the ground, you know, off a jump. And then somebody's going to go to drive their, their bike away and they're driving the wrong one. Right. Um, until you get like these special, you know, design. that's the cool thing about RC racing until you get like a night race where everybody wants to run a yellow body, you know, and, <laughs> but everybody has their own, you know, little paint schemes and you know, this, and, you know, you, you go out there and you have a good time. Now is the bike a fad? Who cares? It's a fucking killer design. Oh yeah. That's badass. No. It, I mean, what what Junior and Frank and them and everybody that was involved with it? Holy cow. Unbelievable, right? But it's like I've told people, why has nobody come out with a paddle tire and a razorback front 
so people can take it out to the desert. I I get all of that, but what I'm trying this is my my theory. People's gonna buy them, but like, hey, we got a track. They go to a track. They see that these bikes don't work on those tracks. They let's say ten people go to the track. If we can get five of those people to see the the other like buggies or whatever they're racing, that's good. That's what they're gonna race, and then we get more races in. I think that is actually what I think the bike will do for RC racing, not the actual racing of the bike. I mean, let's let's see how how it goes forward in the marketing side of it. Like, if I was literally them, I would be at every single motocross race. I agree. You know, with with a try me track. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's what I would do. I would be at the the Supercross or the the SXMX finals, you know, with a with a uh, uh, a table out there and all these trimies and and have a good time and get people involved in it there, even if it's a freaking oval. I agree. Just I have agree people go. Oh my god, you know this is this is cool. But has that been done? Was anybody at Redbud? No. The the bikes were out. Why not? I thought Nunez would be all over that. No, I'm just saying that this is this is in my eyes what has happened. Now, did they do this? I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. not in the loop. I'm not in meetings. I'm not in this. This is my own personal opinion. Okay. That if I was in charge of that, this is what I would have done to explode the thing. We're not thinking big. What here's my here's my thing. I think as an industry. I think that the manufacturers are so worried. I've said this before, so worried about getting one or two drivers at one of these races where we have the same people going to the race. that there's no actual thought into showing what we do racing to the, to the world. I mean, these are, these are, this is what they're doing. I mean, look at what they did at visions. They tried to bring, you know, the visions, you know, race to the masses. Okay. And a main was out there, you know, with a try me track and all this other stuff. Okay. I would have liked to have seen if their sales went up or down from there. I mean, yeah, it's great that they're giving away $30,000 to RC racers and everybody's like, Oh, this is the greatest race ever. This is this, this is that. Is it because of the money or was it actually the greatest race ever? No, I don't think it was. And I think that I personally think that, 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 uh, event, with people that are there on their own full-scale stuff, right? People out there doing their quads and their bikes and their whatever, like, you know? And there's so much other things going on, and it's not a really spectator-friendly event because you got to pay $200 to get in, all that type of stuff. So I think if you put it at a event where spectators are going to be there, they're coming to watch something and put it somewhere like that, that's how we get attention, you know? Manufacturer's Cup and Manufacturer's Cup. Best race year. ever. Best race. By far. Best. When they gave away a dirt bike and a quad and stuff like that for the winners. Best thing ever. I mean, that, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Like Camden says, it's actually one of the favorites if you're racing fan, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but how many people Camden came and watched your races? Because it's so much, they're competing with so many other things. I mean, a couple dozen, the families uh of the RC racers were there watching. No, I'm I'm being I'm, serious. You are, not, you are spitting truth, right here. I've, I, you are spitting truth. Are I'm spitting being dead truth. serious here. I agree with you. 
100%. I'm glad you're saying this because everybody thinks I'm just talking shit when I say it. Well, everybody knows, you know, that everybody knows this is, this is, this is, I tell the truth. Uh-huh. And you know what? You know what's funny about it is I tell the truth and you know my phone, unless I'm at the track or I'm helping somebody out or doing something, you know, that I only have a handful of friends that I've talked to multiple times in the last year. But you know what? When people want something, they sure call. You know, it's like you tell the truth. And, and I mean, that's just the way it is. You know, people, people will either like you or they hate you. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know 100%. You know, but and, I agree I mean, with you. Did, 100%. did, did I burn my bridges at, at, at certain companies? Maybe I did. Okay. But with me, it's, it's, it's the ultimate. I'm just passionate about what I do. Okay. Like if I'm going to go do something, okay, I'm going to do it a hundred percent. Not going to do it 50%. Not going to do it 75%. Okay. What people don't understand is that I've spent before the nationals, I spent a thousand dollars out of my pocket to make sure that our team had the right stuff to go to the race Hmm. because Everybody knew we were having issues. It was all over the place. You know, oh, why are you guys running this? Why are you guys running that? Why are you guys running this? Because we're trying to make the cars faster. Hmm. And you know what? We figured out what it was, and now they're working to make that a better product for them. Everybody does it. Everybody runs other people's stuff on their car. You know, it's just everybody wanted to blow it up because Dakota's mind-blowingly fast with it <laughs> oh my gosh do, do, do you understand what i'm saying i though? get what you're saying a lot of people use other manufacturer stuff you know but that all came out of my pocket and you know what it came out of my pocket to make sure that our team it wasn't just for dakota it was for tater it was for cole it was for even mike sontag i gave a set to hmm. I okay i didn't know all that you, you should have been compensated for that They'll say I never asked it for anything for it. I shouldn't have to. They should be like, hey, man, you know, what do, what do we need to get? But that never happens. They're not because it's it's pencil pushers. It's pencil pushers. Jay Bless is trying to get all the info from you. What was it that you got? Was it? Uh, it was shocks. Everybody yeah, knew HP that. Yeah, HP shocks. But it wasn't the whole shock. It was literally just a couple parts on it. We still ran okay. a whole lot of TLR stuff on it. So, but in order to get some of the hot body stuff at the time, you had to buy the whole set of things and they're proud of their parts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. I bought, bought, believe it or not, I had Kyosho shocks too at that race. Really? Um, I wanted to, I wanted to switch. Wait, wait, what percentage of Fens buggy made of of non TLR or prototype parts? 2%, maybe, maybe 1%. It literally was a shock body and the internals. Everything else was TLR. And thank you, Rick Hayes, for that super chat. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Five bucks. 
Uh, do I get two fifty? You got two fifty. Well, by the be time, the time uh, be the first time I've been compensated in a while. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I. You know what? Cease and desist coming your way, buddy. Cease and desist coming your way. Probably my way. Um, but let's let's. What continue. have I said? What have I said for them to cease and desist me? Like seriously, what have I said? I mean, I I am I. Dude, I remember I, I hit you up one time and I was like, no, Barry, man. What have I said? What have I nothing, said? Nothing. You, said, every, you anything, said nothing. Nothing. Anything about anybody. Like, seriously, what have I done? Please tell me. Because if I've defaced or 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 made somebody feel bad or gave somebody a bad name or anything like that, I have not said a single thing that can get me that way. You know what? We have this video as proof. <laughs> so that doesn't matter. We ain't worried about that. No, um, I'm just saying. I'm just I know, saying. I agree. That I agree. This, I agree. This is the problem with RC. This is like, oh, I can't wait till you know this gets out. And I mean, somebody will edit this, and we'll do this, and we'll do that, and we'll we'll make it to where you know Barry's an asshole. Well, mm-hmm. trust me, I'm already an asshole. You know what? And no, and it comes back to, I, I read, I, I I put a quote up on my Facebook today. I'm going to read it right, and, uh. It says, when we avoid difficult conversations, we trade short-term discomfort for long-term dysfunction. RC suffers from that in a big, big way. We can't even start discussing stuff before we we get told we can't. You get told you can't do something before you can even discuss it. Oh, we just can't do that. We can't do that. And I'm tired of hearing that. I want to hear we can do that, right? Um. It, it I, I understand what you're saying. You know dude. how many times I've heard that in the last uh the last year? We can't do that. That's not possible. We can't we that's gonna have to wait, you know. And and <laughs> wow. Um that kind of stuff really irks me. I mean freaking Barry's legal fund. Thanks, <laughs> Thank Axel. you, Axel. That's my boy. <laughs> Dude. But that that really irks me to, to, to hear that we can't do that, okay? When you come out with a vehicle, okay, that vehicle is is, is done. Done and dusted. Okay, as as that's the new the new term in RC racing right now. Everybody, this race is done and dusted. I love that one. Okay. <laughs> But it, it with that, you have, you know, a system where it's like, let's, let's start producing or working towards the next vehicle. Okay. Let's start trying. Let's move forward. Let's try things. Let's not just sit on our laurels and go, well, when they catch us, we'll, we'll, we'll try something else. You got to be always on the grind to be better, right? To make it better. It never ends. It never ends. Never ends. Show me the perfect car. I think I had this argument. Didn't I have this argument with, with JQ? Probably. You've had when I, when I literally said, shouldn't your car be perfect if you know everything? <laughs> Didn't I say that to him? I believe so. You've said yeah. quite a thing, few things to JQ, so I, I can't I, remember them all. JQ is fun to talk to. JQ is a smart guy. He is smart. He's he is, he is very smart. But just like me, he doesn't know when to shut up sometimes. He does not. He does not. Or does not know when to stop pushing. You know, I just. All right. 
I just uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm very hard on myself. I think anybody that that knows me and has been around me a long time is I'm very hard on myself and I tell a lot how it is. So, you know, and I mean <laughs> what's all that? right. Thank you, Rick Hayes, because he sent us another super chat and he goes, We was gonna get on this topic, so we might as well segue into that. I want to say one thing to you, Barry, right? I believe that Look, Dakota fan has to drive the car and has to do all that stuff. But I believe you were the, one of the people that had his best interests and would tell, probably tell Fen what he had to her at times, and what and he absorbed a lot of things from you. And when you came on board as his mechanic over the last couple of years, his program, his racing improved, his results improved. And if but nobody like, can see that, but they like I've said throughout this whole throughout this whole thing, am I done with Dakota? God, I hope not. I, I really don't, but it's not in my court. I understand now. that. I understand that. You know, and so, you you asked if I would work for somebody else. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only way I would consider working for somebody else or doing anything for anybody else is if Dakota literally told me, "We're done." Do you think Dakota will ever leave TLR? Um. Nah, he's too. He's too faithful. He's too, I mean, maybe, maybe I, I'm not going to say that he's going to, or he's not, you know, I think that he is, I mean, could he make more money? I, I mean, if this is a business, mm-hmm. could he make more money elsewhere? Probably. Do you feel he's going to eventually be pushed to run all their products, tires, everything? He already has, but you know what he did? He stood up for himself and said, nope. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. You know, good stuff. He's, he's, you know, that's just the way it is. Will they continue to push on him? I think if they do continue to push on him, Dakota's at a position where he wants to win. I think if the, where Dakota wants to go, he goes in RC. At this time, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's still but what, who's out there? Seven? But who's out there? I mean, like, there are certain people where there is, I, I have never turned down trying to help or anything, mm-hmm. you know, and I, hopefully, you know, I saw Mike Fuller on here earlier, but the Fullers, 1 million percent, I would help them. I love the Fullers. I walked I'm all over, about team Fuller. I walked over to Mason at the Nationals and tried to help him, you know, get his car a little bit better for the last qualifier. Mm-hmm. This is a competitor of Dakota. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I knew where we were at. Nobody was beating Dakota. That's how confident I was. I'm helping Mayfield get parts for his car. Okay, at the Nationals. You know, because he came up and he asked, hey, can we get some, you know, this or can we get that or, you know, whatever. I mean, he pieced together a couple things and, you know, it. What I that's why I said, you know, everybody runs other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know how many spur gears I gave away in my life for JQ. I mean, not for JQ, for the Hot Bodies team. Got you. You know, I, like, I, they're, people, they're like, hey, can I get, you know, can I get can I get a spur gear? Sure, here you go, bud. I've done it. You know, it's it's not a problem. But people need to understand that, you know, I'm out there and I'm going to help people. You know, Mayfield has a great thing going, him and Truy. Truy's mm-hmm. a great guy. Tree understands 
He's raced eighth scale. He knows racecraft, extreme racecraft. That man, right, has. right. I think I'm a pretty good race strategist myself. I think that I have helped in a position that has made Dakota feel comfortable with his car. When he feels comfortable with his car, I think that's when he is, you know, he's deadly with the car. And I think we built a baseline setup that it's very little changes for him now. That's why I'm like, I have no worries. Okay. Like me not being there or anything, I will still root for him. 100%. Got you. Got you. I have no animosity towards him. I have no, no animosity towards anybody at TLR. I have no animosity towards Horizon. Zero. Right. It just was a point where it was time to just enjoy myself again and feel appreciated and want to be, I guess I'm going to sound like a chick right now, want to be wanted. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I understand that. I understand that 100%. Uh, so we have a super chat question from Rick Hayes. This has been a big hot topic in my NNRC Discord. There was a hot topic on on Monday on my Facebook. He goes, well, sorry if I missed this topic, Barry, but what is the driving factor for manufacturers not sending American drivers to Euro races? And he goes, what Euro and Asian races should Americans attend? I think IBC would be good. What do you like about IBC? That it's at Figueredo's track, and uh, I think their track is absolutely beautiful. Amazing. And it's Portugal. And it's cheap. And if people have never been to Portugal, what a beautiful country. Beautiful place. I fell in love with that place. Yeah, beautiful country. I've been there. I went to Porto, Portugal. I've fallen down the hills from doing the wine tasting. Um, <laughs> me and it's so Craig, old, right? Craig, so old. Craig, Craig Drescher and I, bad, good times, bad times at the same time. And those people are really, uh, Yao's father is really passionate about getting people there. He wants, And I love, Yao's a great guy. Yeah, his like, family Yao really is people. awesome. He is. His dad, everybody, very good people. Yeah, every everybody there. But I think IBC would be cool. Um, I, I mean, if you say, you know, Asian or, or European race, as far as Asian races go, um, maybe the Philippine masters only because I heard that that is like getting very good. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Dakota was asked to go to the, uh, Australia race right. last week. They just week. had that this past weekend. Him and Mayfield, I think, were going at one point. They were gonna to go, and then it it all turned around. And yeah, that was an that was another uh, leading factor to. Um, what is the? But this is the big argument, right? Obviously, you saw the argument or the debate that Tebow and I got in on Facebook. Actually, I didn't. Okay, so I didn't. The world doesn't revolve around you. I know that there, but that was a pretty hot topic. Okay. <laughs> I know the world is not a revolver. Now, I do these topics because I want to get discussion going, right? Because not, How many people we still have? We're an we hour and 45 in. 197 people. Okay. We're so start, people, I want to keep this at like 200. Everybody on there, you know, that'd be cool. Okay. So uh, 
My thing is, we get the Europeans, they come over. Yes, I understand that maybe it's cheaper for the Europeans to come to America. Uh, I understand that we have the one-off tracks here, whatnot like that. But back in your day, uh, I'm sure traveling was not as cheap as well on a scale as uh, we look at it now. Budgets were bigger as well, I would say, back then. Um, so when touring, car, when touring Car was the heyday, do you want me to tell you how many races I went to? How many did you go to? So I would go to at least a European Reedy race every year, which was either in England or Spain or something like that. Mm-hmm. I did the LRP Masters, which was in Germany. Um, we would do – I've been to the DHI Cup, which was up in Denmark. Okay. Which um, that was – yeah. I remember I that. My, I, I remember seeing my, that in the magazine. I, let's put it this way. I missed my main. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> for reasons we've already talked about at the start, doing snow angels in the middle of the, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, Kim up there in, uh, in, in Denmark, the DHI cup, that was awesome. Um, then we would do, I would go to Japan uh, when I ran for Yokomo, like six times a year, five times a year, do the Japanese nationals. I won a, uh, God, one of my greatest wins ever. I beat the the inaugural 10-scale Pro 10 Nationals, um, the Japanese Nationals, and I literally smoked Masami at his hobby. Really? Like, it wasn't, wasn't even close. Like, I won. I got all the trophy and everything, and he finished second and got the Japanese National title for finishing second okay. because I wasn't Japanese. Right, but they do that a lot at, when you go. Yeah, no, at, no uh, but they at least allow you to race. Yes, yes. Right. You can't win the I championship. Think, I think that um I would like I would like to go to a Euros and just like just visually because I know what worlds are like. And I think the Euros I think the Euros is is something um that is probably the closest to a world. Okay. I, because of the different countries. It's right? just, they do it right. Right. They I have, they have the opening ceremony. The European yes. championships are yes. amazing. They have the opening ceremonies. Everybody comes up with their country. Like, it's just, flag, I've been there for touring stuff. car. I've been there to support for, for associated. Right. I've been there to support for Yokomo when I was there, you know, and if I was in the RC industry, you know, in the U S I would, I would absolutely uh, try to be there for whatever company I was working for. If I was still working in the industry to be mm-hmm. there to support to me, that's a big deal. The euros, the U S nationals and the world championships. Okay. And everybody says the U S nationals means nothing. It's your national championship. I agree. I agree. Okay. It means everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, it means nothing because, you know, you don't have Euro guys here like at Silver State or DNC. Novelty races. The U.S. Nationals is, is the your, most prestigious race. Is your national championship. Be proud to win your national championship. The, you know what someone says? Someone, uh, I think Max or even someone else said it. People always remember the national champions and European champions. Because if you won that three or four times, you'll always re- you you'll always remember that, right? But we can't 
it's it's very hard for us to remember how many times Mayfield's won DNC. I'm but, not taking away from DNC. But but here's what's funny, okay? The Euros means more than the national championship. Than 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 no, than like a Swedish national or a Norwegian championship or the British, you know, the BRCA has a, a series to to, to yes. crown a champion. Okay. Yes. Like, but still, the European Championship means more. Why? Well, because it's it's prestigious. But but you know, in the U, they say. But I mean, if I was if I was from Sweden, mm-hmm. okay, I would hold my head high, and I would be at every national race. Because that's the nationals. Well, that's most my country. Most people do that. You most okay. of these most of these Europeans they they do most of their. That's why they can't really race come to America during the summer because they're doing their national series and of course the Euros. But the question is, why do you think we don't see this happening now? Why don't we see the American? So we have the Euros. They come over for every Silver State. They come over for every DNC. And they come over now for Silver State, right? That's they do. They come. It's almost every year, but we haven't seen the Americans go back over since Neo, and it was the last year at Neo. Then it was at uh, Harper, Harper Fair. Adams. Harper wasn't yeah. that at didn't like some some school or something. Harper yeah, well, Adams. that was that's where they always had it. And then the last Neo they had was at Renovon. And no, I don't think any. I think maybe Cole went. That was about it. I think the indoor the indoor thing that they had, a lot of people used to go. Like, oh yeah, Adam that was packed with Americans. And they used to have they used to have races in Bel- like indoor races in Belgium. I I remember Adam telling me stories that like his engine was way too lean there, and somebody said your engine's way too lean, and he goes lean it out another hour, and he'd only pull the trigger like a quarter throttle, and he went like twelve minutes. You know, and everybody was freaking out because that was at a time when only people could only go like six minutes on a fuel tank. Right. Like people don't understand. Adam Drake gets fuel mileage because he just doesn't pull the throttle. <laughs> and his engine is like as lean, lean as lean gets. I, I've heard it. But yes. how do we get like this is the big argument. So Tiba's argument was our budgets don't come for it no more. I get that. I understand that you may not have a budget. Or we well, don't have any value. The company he runs for now. His budgets don't account for it anymore. But he can go to Europe if he wants. No, he? I would say. Can yeah, he? he's talking about going to can buggy. He really? Because yeah. he barely can go to races in the U.S. right now. <laughs> but Dakota Fan could go to Europe. Could he? If Horizon to give him the budget for it. What about what about you know the whole Mugen thing? If if Robert wants to come to the U.S., okay, the U.S. Mugen Company has to Mugen Seiki USA has to pay for Robert to come to the U.S. If Adam wants to go to Europe, okay, European Mugen pays for it. If they go to Japan, Mugen Japan pays for it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I understand. That. Unless it comes out of their pocket, right? Okay. So would Horizon Europe pay for Dakota, or would it go from TLR, or would they it go should. from Horizon USA? They both should, in my opinion. Well, no, because- I'm just saying this is this is. Where where does that stand? I mean, who pays for what and everything else? In a corporate world, it's a different thing. Back mm-hmm. in the day, Associated would say, Barry, get on a plane. And I would spend three weeks in Europe going from one race to the next to the next. I would go over to Hong Kong, from Hong Kong to Japan, from Japan to Thailand with Reedy. 
and we would go for three weeks and we would hit all of these races. That doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't happen anymore. You want to know why? Because back in the day, there were only five or six drivers on the team. Now there's five or six hundred on each team. You so and they don't you, need to send somebody over there because they already have drivers there because they've already made a commitment. But they had drivers there when you went as well. Like you, when you went to the, did they not have drivers as well when you went? Like Craig Dresser yeah, was but a I mean, driver at the Euros at the European Championships. I went there. Okay, mm-hmm. I went to the European Championships to support the team. Right, but you also went okay. to the Reedy Race. Adam Drake okay. went to the European Championships that. to support the team. I remember that. Ty Tessman went to the European I Championships I to support that. the team. He went to support Bruno. But well, <laughs> more but than what anything. I'm trying to say is... But they went to Neo. What they happened? went to Neo every year. What happened to all of this? Sponsorship. Right. Everybody's a sponsor. But it still counts. Neo was five years ago. The last Neo where I just watched, I just watched a sportsman driver announce an engine sponsorship the other day. A well, freaking sportsman. A- he races sportsmen, and the engine company is promoting this guy. You're racing fucking sportsman, dude. How do you have is, a sponsorship? This is this is the business model that the RC industry decided to to partake in. 10, 15 years ago. 1996. That's when you put, that's the year you have Listen, it at? 1996. I'm working for Yokomo USA. We actually had a distributorship over here in Irvine, California. I told the owner of Yokomo USA, okay? I said, anybody who calls up, give them a 50% deal. So you're to blame. He says, he says, Why? I said, because we sell the distributors at 65%, we'll make 15% more off of everybody. <laughs> You're to blame. You started it. True? True or not? True or not? Come to me right now. True so or not? would you say that we, we have to wrangle but that? Now, but now you have all these different levels. Like you go to some of these companies and you got, oh, I got, I mean, people are like excited because they got a 12% deal. Dude, I get 12% off. I'm a sponsored guy. Yes. You know, or I get 35% off, or I get 50% off, or I get 75% off. Well, at 75% off, guess what? You're still making money. Really? Some of these companies are still making money at 75% off. I think it has to be, it has to be bought under control. Somehow, some way. So Chris, Chris Van Ayer, the, Highlight that one when he says, why would AE send Spencer? Okay. Why would AE send Spencer to Europe when Ongaro is already there? This is the, this is the other thing that I, I keep hearing. Why not? Why Thank not? you. Why not have two guys? Okay. So let me why, ask you something. Why Hold not? On. Wait, wait, wait. Why not have Spencer learn? Spencer's a sponge too. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever spent time with Spencer, but that kid wants to learn. Mm-hmm. He takes things in. Sure, he's got you know he's got this mantra around him that you know sometimes he's a little you know this or a little bit that or whatever you know. But to tell you the truth, you know 
He is. These guys are killing me. Hold on. Axel and Barry Bob. Barry started Price Alchemist. <laughs> he said you started the whole sponsorship thing. Listen, he is a sponge, but what? Let me. I try. But, my but, biggest but, but you said, but, but Chris Van Ayer said, why would they send him over there? Why not? Why not? Why not? He would get better. It would be good for the brand. The Europeans also know who Spencer Rifkin is. The influence of a racer does not stop at the border. So we, so I used to go to Japan, right? And there's a there's a city called Akihabara, which is the electronic city. So in Japan, there's all different cities, right? Mm-hmm. And these cities are known for certain things. There's like the watch city. There's the electronic city. Gotcha. There's you know the furniture city, things like that. So Akihabara was the electronic city. All the hobby shops are there, all of them in downtown, you know, Tokyo, near Tokyo, right? I'd go to Japan and Masami's all, we're going to Akihabara. Well, first off, he knew my favorite curry house was down there because I love Japanese curry. That's like one of my favorite dishes ever. I love Japanese curry. Um, But he knew my favorite one was there. But he could go to the hobby shops and go shopping because I would get bombarded and he could actually go shopping. The most famous RC racer in the world got looked over when I walked in the hobby shop in Japan with him. That's what I'm trying to tell guys. I was like, don't you think that the Europeans want to see a Mayfield? They want to see a Spencer Rick and a Dakota fan. And and those guys and are these still companies, running- I don't I don't understand. Why these companies don't do that? You you're know why? You know why, Barry? You you're know gonna why? Get more, you're going to get more promotion from Spencer going in racing than Angara winning another race. Exactly, and that that's that that value would cross over from not only from Europe but also to America because everybody will be watching it. I'm not saying you have to go to five different races in Europe, but let's pick one or two. And let's go. And all I keep hearing is we can't. Our budget is small. We can't do this. Companies don't want to send us. And you know what? You know what it all comes down to? What it comes down to? They are, look, I'm going to say the cold hard truth. They are afraid to lose. They are afraid to go over there. They are afraid not to look. They are afraid to get exactly what Kevin Thomas has. They are afraid to go over there and not do well on the permanent tracks. You're not losing, though. You're they're not, not losing. losing the go. They're, they're going over there and making more customers. Knowledge exactly. That is. Let me tell you something. And that is why, in my opinion, we haven't seen an, uh, an American World Champion since 2010 in okay. HBO. But people say, people say, oh, if Mayfield went over there, if Dakota went over there, they'd get their hand ass handed to him. I disagree. You would never know because they go over there. I disagree. If you go over there and you say you have one run to run on a track that these people have seven years on, okay, it's a different story. But if you give these guys a day, even a day, two days, you know, they're good enough that in two days or a day of practice on the track that they're going to be up to speed. And you know what? I would say that it, the people who say the people who say that it's not true or, you know, the pro racers, because there are a lot of pro racers out there that are not pro. Mm-hmm. OK, I only consider a few people pro these days. OK, just because you meet, you get a paycheck, you're not a professional. You know okay. what? I saw at the Worlds when I went. This is my first world championships I went to. 
But I saw the level of everybody go up. So the guys who are fast in America, like the Mayfields and all those guys that were fast there, they, their level had to go up because the European fast guys are there. Nothing wrong could come out of the best of the best race. Everybody's level is going to go up. Exactly. Everybody. But you know it's what? It's only going to make it better for everybody. The, uh, the attitude is it's just another race. It is just another race. Well, it is now. But you, you know, know what? Do you want to know why? Because there's 8,000 races every weekend. That's unfortunate, too. And I get that, too. I understand that, too. Okay. It was, but, but my point was, I was constantly like, oh, there's no value in, in Mayfield going to, of course there is. He is a representative of his companies. There are fans of Mayfield over there in Europe that want to see him race. He will go over there. He will build a relationship with those people. Those people will appreciate. And you who know, that would be better for the brand overall than him winning another race that he wins all the time. In my honest opinion, I'm using Mayfield as an example. The you, co- can use, you can use Mayfield for an example. You know how many times Mayfield has been, you know, people have like literally shit on Mayfield because, oh my God, he broke a radio or, oh my God, he did this. or Oh my God, he did that. You know why? Because he's passionate. Of course he's passionate. Okay. He, wants to, he wants to win. Of course he does. That's why he's he is. And it's like it's like I heard somebody the other day said this was one of the oh if I had the if I had the money to travel and go race against these guys, uh I would beat them. And I said, No, you won't, because it's not just about having the money to go race these guys. These guys have talent and they work hard and they're passionate. It's no different from anywhere else. How many times have you heard at a club race? If I had his product or if I had his sponsorship, I would be just as fast as it's him. the excuse. It's almost as bad as the it's, I have it's hilarious. If it's delusional. I had, if I had Horace stuff back in the day, you know what? I don't want Horace stuff. I'm gonna beat him with my own stuff. <laughs> Did I beat him? Not very often, but you know. Well what I'm it's a but, it's a these guys know, who are it, at the top echelons, it's because they're talented, because they work hard, and they've they they they're they're just talented. It's no different from any other sport in the world. Hundred percent. A hundred percent. In order to be in order to be a professional, you need to put in the time and the effort. Yes. Okay. You don't see, you know, these guys that that there's an off season, okay, but they still they still work out, they still do their thing. Okay. And in this day and age, you have people that don't do it. Okay. That, that, you know, everybody says, well, you know, why doesn't Dakota go practice? Cause he's racing a different discipline every other weekend. And the man needs to have a weekend off to enjoy himself. Give the guy a couple weeks to go spend it with his family and stuff. Do I get all pissy and moany that he's not out racing and getting ready? Absolutely. But yeah, you know what? He proves me wrong at every freaking race. I, I, that he I really doesn't need to go do that. I, I, I broke this down for some guys the other day. I said, the Dakota fans, the Ronald Fox, the Mayfields, the, these, these guys, they are no different. I use soccer. They are no different than Messi, no different than uh, Ronaldo and these guys that are, it's just that that's a different sport on a di- bigger stage. But the passion and the, the hard work that they put in is the exact same reason why Messi, Ronaldo, LeBron James, whatever these top baseball sports players are, they those guys that are at the top of the echelon and RC have that same thing that those guys have just in a different sport. All right, let's let's take a few questions here, Barry. Chase Lyman, he goes, I mean, most of us 
I mean, most of us in the intermediate level and mid-upper sportsman level exact, have exactly what the pros have. Down to fancy paint jobs and stickers, custom shirts, fancy hardware. I don't see us putting on their laptops. Exactly. It's not, we can, you can pretty much have the same thing that these guys have. It comes down to having talent and being able to do Lefty, that. Lefty, I have 15 national championships. Okay, 15. Mm-hmm. I've won eight Reedy races worldwide. I think I know how to drive an RC car, okay? A little bit. I have the exact same equipment, probably better, built better than how I build Dakota's cars, okay? Right. He's three seconds a lap faster than me at most races. Yeah, well, there we go. It's called, if I had at my heyday, the amount of talent that he has in his little finger, I would be excited. I agree. I agree with you, man. So, I I mean, there's the same thing, you know, gnarly RC. Barufalo beat everybody a couple months ago. That was Barufalo's best drive I've ever seen him get in in a lifetime. In a lifetime. But you know what? But he's fast, and he he can do it. Okay? Marco, Marco is fast. Okay? And everything, the stars aligned. Aligned for him, okay. Fee, the stars aligned for Fee at that race. He was fast as hell. Mm -hmm. He was given, you know, he was given, uh, uh, you know, Marco a run for his money, you know, and everything. But at the next race, where was Marco back in Europe? Where was Fee at the nationals? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's more than one race, right? It's more than one race. Show me, show me. Like literally show me, you know, they they have the top 25 for a reason that is, you know, so on, so on, so on. Do I think it's fair? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. You know, the number one driver. Yeah. Dakota is number one right now in points. Mm -hmm. The world champions, Davide. I I think people don't understand. But you know what? It was one race. It was. It was one race. But it was how the about, race. How about it was the race that weekend, everything about it, okay? How about we have a world's final series? I would love to, but we can't even get these guys to commit to go into one race in Europe. Every time yeah. I mention it, it's it's a different – I'm not going to say excuse because I offended people when I said excuse. It's a different reason. We can't even get these guys, these manufacturers – to commit to one race in Europe right now. The driver's influence does, does not Does Axel stop. have a lot of money? No, Axel's my boy, and he just... Because he's he's wasting a lot of money here. That's my boy. I don't know. He might be drinking tequila and listening to this. Uh, but <laughs> I would love to, to see a World Series. I would love to. I would. Yeah. It is my dream. I hope to see this before I leave this earth. I yeah, hope to see gonna, a World not, Series. Not going to happen. The companies not. won't commit to it. It won't happen. It will happen 30 years from now. No. Really? I think no. it will. No. I think these no. young kids will make it happen. No, 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 no. 30 years from now, we ain't even going to be driving RC cars. You're going to be sitting in your your house F- with a VR with a VR camera, and you're going to be like, you know, just thinking, turn left, turn right, level out, and it's going to be like that. See, this is I, – I love Mike Fuller's my boy. I love him. But this is – this is we, we pay – you pay and we're racing. Exactly. So we need to figure out – we need to stop saying can't 
about this and figure out how to get you guys over there. That's it. HB is a European company. You guys are the number one HB drivers right now in, in HB. You should be going over to Europe to race. Mason is the number one HB driver. He should be going over to Europe to race. They have Jessica Paulson. Jessica Paulson is not a Mason Fuller. Well, I hope she not. is a very good driver. <laughs> she is a very good driver. She is not a Mason Fuller. Yeah. So I I just I I agree with you. And it will make everybody better. It will make RC better. See, will be did you see Junior's put Junior's comment? Who uh where is Frankie it? Juniors? I saw it. Where was it? There it is. <laughs> Frankie Junior Frankie Junior says, cause who wants to race on flat tracks? That doesn't look like fun. Well, the European tracks aren't flat. No. They it's a different flat. kind of racing. It's a different kind of racing over there, especially with different different surfaces. But I I, I dislike the oiled tracks, in my opinion. Okay, I but there's them. not many oil tracks. I watch the Spanish they're nationals. All over, they're all over Asia now. They're all over Europe. Everything is, you know, mostly you England. Mostly England. But I'm just saying that this is the thing. Now, me, I'm old school. I can't stand like they're having a Euros right now on car on whatever AstroTurf. Like, come on. Like, but that's it's AstroTurf. That is it's the like, most popular form it, of racing in Europe. Whatever. Put a, you know, put a hole in the ground and call it a putting green. I mean, but that is what's popular. That is what's popular. That's what they have to do. Speaking of worlds, let's touch on that real quick. Uh, we have the, so this is, this is, I, it comes back to our European USA attitude, right? So the the euros are com- the worlds are coming up at hobby action. Twenty one minutes. Sun- that's what you got, huh? You got twenty one minutes left. Okay. So anyway, we're going to the worlds on a surface that these Europeans have nothing like this over in in Europe. Stupid. But guess what? Stupid. I don't hear. I don't hear stupid. the stupid. Stupid. I don't. Slicks, I don't. Slicks are stupid. I, I'm no, not disagreeing. I'm an on road guy. I'm an on road guy. Slicks are stupid. Okay, when they started running st- slicks at OCRC, didn't like it. Is it cool? Yeah. Do you have tons of grip? Cool. Whatever. Off road racing. Okay? I'm not disagreeing with you, Barry. Like, let's till the track. Like, seriously. <laughs> I'm not let's disagreeing with you. Plus pins or whatever, crime fighters, whatever it is, till the track. Don't groom it. It's off road. Would I suck at it? Absolutely. Well, I don't think we're ever going to see that in off-road again. I mean, in 10 scale. But here's listen to me. This is my point. Not They've never been on the surface. They don't race on slicks over in Europe. It's I'm not hearing, oh, we're not going because we can't. It's it's not an unfair advantage. It's this. It's that. You know what they're doing? They came to the warm-ups. They stayed for extra days. They're practicing. They came back over for another race. They did all of that. That all costs money, right? That all costs ready? money. Are, are you ready for this? What up? And they're all going to get smoked. I believe so too. I I, I think they're all going to get beat. Too. But no. But I'm just telling you that right now. But they're not yeah. making excuses. They're coming over and doing everything possible to try and get the best hand to win. Okay. And that's what it takes. Wait. Right. Okay. Does it take that? Does it? Oh. Does it take that? Let's let's get this. Okay. Let let let's talk about this. Who was the best North American at the A-scale off-road worlds? You already said it. Fend. Who went to the warm-up race? Uh, Rifkin. Not Fend. He's he had four runs on the track in practice before seeding started. He's special. Though. I'm just saying the fast guys 
will always be, be fast. fast guys, no matter where you race at. But I'm just saying it's no excuses about unfair advantage. It's coming over, getting information that they need, giving themselves what they need to do what they think they need to win. That's all I'm saying. You know what? We got the worlds are probably going to be in Brazil next year, right? For the eight scale worlds. I am waiting for all the excuses about that. They have, have the worlds too. I will not go. You should because Brazil's awesome. No, no. I, I've been there. I was just okay. there. I okay. loved it. Okay. And, and I'm not going to bring up excuses. I'm just, I will not go no matter what. Okay. And there's, there's just, I value um, longer life with my family. It's not that bad, dude. I went there. It's not. It's look, not that bad, if, dude. I was there in South Park. It's I was actually, not that bad. It's like anywhere else you go. Anywhere I well, I also live in a country that's third most world people would, third world. Look, the average person, if they came to visit me and I, in the first five minutes, I would guarantee that you would poop your pants, right? No, but it's me, probably it's beautiful as hell, right? But like in any country or any world, okay. In any country or any world, there's or any city, there's bad parts and there's good parts. Exactly, and, and you will not be in the bad part. In the good parts, but if okay, if you go exactly what Nancy just said, I heard that about Argentina too. I heard that it was scary. People were they nervous. had to I, walking across the bridge. It's like you could get I mugged. Heard I heard that it was like us. Uh, like one guy would be at the other, and uh, Mick Craddock was telling me. I heard that. But I'm telling you, I am telling you personally, I just came from Don where they're going to have the race if they have it. The, the hotels are Nobody's going to call me racist right now. Nobody. Nobody. Do not do it. No, okay? it's not. I, I got what you're saying. Listen. I understand what you're saying. Okay. I get it. I'm not saying that you don't have valid fears. I'm not saying that you don't have... There's, there's there's absolutely validity in what you're what you're saying. Okay, but I, I am telling in, you, I grew up in San Diego. Okay, I was going to Tijuana when I was 16 years old, going down to Revolution and partying all the time. There is no way in hell I would even step foot there anymore. Different times. Right. I am telling you, I went that- to Brazil when it was different times too, and we were scared to death at that time, and it only got worse. <laughs> I went. Can I finish? I went there. I did not feel. Look, if I tell this story, JQ went out to five o'clock in the morning. Got pissed drunk. Got went out to five o'clock in the morning. He came back alive. That's because they all say, "Look at the village idiot." <laughs> no, they he okay. Have, he didn't have no money. They weren't going to rob him. And if anybody would have, anybody would have kidnapped him, they probably would have sent him back anyway. I, I understand. I, mean, I went to. So I was in South Africa in two thousand two. Okay, where God rest his soul, Dallas Matheson. Okay, mm-hmm. big guy, you know him, right? Yes, he got the shit beat out of him there at a club. Okay, don't be out because, in clubs, man. But no, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying that you know, it's like you don't know when it's going to happen. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I just, but that can happen that anywhere, Barry. That can happen anywhere. You can I mean, be out in the club. In Costa, it could happen in Costa Rica. It can it happen, happen in America. You're right. You're right. I mean, so I mean, quite honestly, the world's in 2016 in Las Vegas. Las Vegas, sorry, Mike Cass, is a little shady sometimes. <laughs> okay. If you're in the wrong place in Vegas, but it's the same thing anywhere. 
I live in a I live in a city called Azusa, okay, California. You know, I live in the Rosedale community, which is, you know, if it's got a name and it's a community, it's probably a pretty mm-hmm. nice place. You know, it's our our place, our our house is beautiful. You know, my my house is nice. You know, it's a beautiful area. But if you go three blocks to the south, there's gang members all over the place. So I'm going to I agree with you. So I know there's a lot of fear about Brazil and there's a lot of media. Look, it's warranted. The place can be dangerous like any other place. It's probably abnormally dangerous than any other country. But I will tell you this. The people that race RC there are just like you and me. There are normal people. They don't want to be in dangerous places. So they're not going to allow you guys to be in dangerous places as well. So like anything else in the world, if you go looking for trouble, it's usually going to find you at some point, right? So my thing is, if guys go to the world, don't go get drunk and go all over and party. Like Brazil's probably not the place you want to do that. Even though JQ did it and he came back alive, I'm not saying, uh, yeah, you just got to have common sense. Common sense and don't be stupid. Common sense does not go with RC racers. <laughs> it does not. RC nerds going wild. It RC is, world's going not. It going is. Wild. It is horrible. Now okay. the other. Now, now, I, this is this is another thing. Everybody goes out and they all party and they all have a good time. I come from the old school days. If you ran for Associated, you hated everybody that ran for Losi. If you ran for Losi, you didn't talk to the Associated guys. Now these guys are sharing hotel rooms. They're sharing. You know, you know, uh, they're sharing beers. They're going out to the pool. They're they're inside. You know, uh, race trailers together. You know, rebuilding each other's cars, driving each other's cars at the track. You it's know, different. that never happened back in the day. Different. It's different. It's so different. It's so the different. The RC world is totally different now. It is. There's no rivalries. Everybody's friends. You know, I I think the safest place to go race is probably Japan. And expensive. Everything's expensive these days, except in Portugal. Portugal is very cheap. Very cheap. But I mean, like I said, you know, I just, you know, I I look forward to, you know, hopefully one day being able to go over to the IBC or going over there. And, you know, I might do it. I might do it on my own dime. Would I like to go? Would I love, would I love to be fortunate enough to have enough money and say, you know, Hey, if Horizon doesn't send you Dakota, let's go race over at the IBC. You know, I, but I don't have that Mm. because if I did, I would start my own company and I would hire Dakota and I would pay him what he's worth. I agree with you. I agree with you. And also, I I just think that each, like, we're going to, anyway, going back to the world's. You have valid furs, and I, people have valid furs about the, the customs as well. This is this is exactly what, man, I was down there, and I talked to those guys, myself, Robert, and, and Jakey was down there. We said, hey, look, the first thing people are going to do, they want to feel safe. The second thing people want to say is going to be the customs coming through that and getting, you know, the same issues that they had going into Argentina. And I don't know. I watched this to catch a smuggler stuff. And I mean, people are like, oh, I, I stopped at a store and, you know, and my, my luggage looks different now. It's like, you never know what people throw in your, you know, your luggage, you know, down there. And it's like, you know, you come across the States, you know, it's like. I just flew all around South America. I just flew around all South America for three weeks. No problems. 
No problems, man. Don't believe everything you see on the news and don't believe everything you see on TV. Those people deserve to have those worlds, and okay. I guarantee that you know okay. what? Those okay. Brazilian guys, but, but those are Brazilian you ready? Guys will love to have you guys on there. Yeah, but, but are Axel you ready? Axel is a six foot eleven white dude. But are you ready? Ready for what? I'm not going. <laughs> I love, I love everybody. I loved being down there in Brazil to run the touring car race. You know, Adrian won that race down there. He was that at that track. He was at he that track. Cheated with Serio engines, but you know, that's a three level track in Junjai, right? Oh my god, it was so awesome. We, I went to that track. That's where we, we, we raced that. Oh my god, it was so much fun. Hey, so Axel oh Owen says, no I more bounce a- machine, bra. No more bounce machine there. Axel Owen, John. who says, I spent a month of Brazil on a motorcycle in every major city, had zero problems. Then again, I'm almost seven foot tall, tattooed, and look like Rob Zombie in House of a Thousand Corps at the time. Okay. By the way, that's another 12 bucks from Axel. Jesus, criminy. Axel, my, thank you. Hey, hey, my court fees or my legal fees are getting up there. I can afford this cease and desist now. <laughs> All right, uh, it's two 2020 minutes. We're going to take about 10 minutes of some QA. So, if you guys got any QA, now's the time to ask the so fabulous once one. Once again, how, how many people we have? How much has it dropped? It's 178 people. Uh, we only dropped wow, I've only bored like 20 something people, dude. So people want to hear from the people want to so hear from the fabulous once one. again. Once again, we never really got to the end of this whole TLR split thing, you know. Oh, that. Well, let's finish it. Let's finish it, you know. So, just to let everybody know. Like I said, I talked to Dakota after the Nats, uh, and I said, hey, I'm going to send this email. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I really, it's nothing against you. He says, send the email. Let's see what kind, you know, what what kind of, you know, response you get back. So the response was, thanks for your time. We appreciate you, you know, have a good time away, all this other stuff, and you know, and then Dakota said, well, if nothing gets worked out, you know, him and I hopefully will be able to put something on paper and move forward. So um, I've had multiple people. Um, I've had multiple people approach me on the first day and say, hey, will you come do this? Will you come do that? Um, like I said, until Dakota tells me that there's no way that we're working together anymore. There's not, I will do nothing else. Will I run a TLR car? No, I'll run whatever I want. Okay. But, but will I help Dakota win races? Absolutely. Because I believe in the kid and the kids believed in me for that long. Now, will we work something out? I hope so. Mm-hmm. You know, and hopefully, you know, horizon realizes that, you know, that was important you know, to, to, to work as a team together, you know, and get this stuff done. But in the long run, it all comes down to Dakota, no matter what happens. So it's up to, it's in their court, you know, it's in, it's actually in his court to work something out. I know he's busy, you know, he's got the ENATS and he's got wicked weekend and I'm in no rush. Like I said, I've ordered a couple cars and I'm going to tinker with them and I'm going to play and, uh, be on the lookout for some cars that might come on, you know, eBay or something like that, or, you know, of stuff that I've run, you know, a couple of days afterwards. But I mean, when it comes down to it, you know, I'm still going to support Dakota hundred percent until he tells me he doesn't want me around. 
That's awesome. That's I can hear the passion that you have for him and your voice. I think everybody can hear that as well. And I think he recognizes that the only thing I can see stopping it is Horizon, in my in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it is what it is. And, I mean, it it was, like I said, in, in my post on Facebook, I said I have no animosity towards anybody. I don't. I just think that some of the decisions that they've made, some of the um, – Everybody thinks that I got fired. Well, I've never made. Uh, <laughs> fucking bitter. Bitters is in. Bitters, <laughs> dude. I have, bitters was in my NNRC Discord. I have, I have Do you know how long I've known Bitter? Dude, I have, I have to boot him dude, out of that my Discord. Guy, that guy, bitter, bitter and I will go back and forth, but deep down inside, we have gone through some shit together. I think he's With a good guy. And my old roommate, Derek. I love Bitter. He may think, you know, that I, I I hate him at points. I think he hates me at points. You know, we've we we've argued and stuff like that. But you know what? One guy who just doesn't hold back is bitter. That's oh, it. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. So. He was in my Discord and he uh he he's Brian Bridges National Champion. See? Dude, that's how he was in the Discord. People's like, hey, lefty, this class gotta go. He was just too hostile. Yeah. yeah. I'm not burning but, um, any bridges. I didn't burn any bridges. You got to have a bridge up to be able to burn it. I'll tell you that much. I would say, Brandon, Landry Lockins says, Bridges keeps it real. He definitely kept it real. He definitely kept it real. So I wish you all the best with that, Barry. Honestly, um, because I know how much you 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 like Dakota and you look up to him. And that you, I was not, yeah, you just appreciate his skill and his, his talent and how highly you think of him. And I'm sure he feels the same way. And I just think that you guys made an, an excellent team together, right? And I hope there's some way that you can figure it out and work with it. I, I don't know. I'm going to offer you, like, I think we should get you on her at least once a month as a co-host. And so we can have a we can have a chat. We're going to have to step up your, your, your podcast program, though. You know, get you a microphone <laughs> and a headset and Why? some lights. Huh? Why? I'm I don't know because you can hear me, can't you? Yeah, I, everybody can hear you, dude. I, yeah, I think I don't, uh, I don't need I don't need any you know special stuff. I have this nice, awesome computer that you know has a nice <laughs> camera and a microphone on it, and it gets work done. You know, it's actually very good to be done. Uh, it's very it's coming off better. Like I got all this like equipment, but I do this for a living. But man, I will tell you this, Barry. I think one of the the greatest joys of me doing this is when you'll be listening to one of my podcasts, which blows my mind that you listen to it. Number one. I'm and then bored. You, okay. So there we go. So you're <laughs> bored. That's good enough reason for me. And then you start messaging me and I know you're listening to it because you're egging me on and you're doing this and then you'll get me all right up. And then you'll be like, I'm any play if you see later. <laughs> I'm like this, this, but I mean to have somebody of your, st- I, I read about you in magazines, right? And, Always all this type of stuff. So for me, it's an honor to have you message me and be like, hey, you know, I'm listening to you. I know you're listening to it and talking shit to me. So and to be able to have you to come on her and just talk, it's uh it's super, super awesome. Um, I, I appreciate it, man. Trust me. Um, all right, guys, we are going to take a couple questions and then we're gonna call it a night. We've been going this for two and a half hours. So if you have any questions for the fabulous one, uh get them in now. I think we're gonna have him come in some more 
uh, as well. And he goes, Josh Sherrill says Barry's on. He's big into. If I uh, get compensated, maybe. Well, you can get once <laughs> once YouTube takes their money, I'll send you a whole twenty five dollar check. There we go. You know. Uh, let's yes. see. John Philpot, I believe he's from Australia. Uh, if you missed it from before, if the worlds for one tenth are Australia, will you both attend? I would love to go to Australia at some point. Uh, I've been talking to Zach and those guys about maybe getting on for the ABC next year to do some commentating myself personally. So I don't know if if uh, Barry's got any interest in going to Australia. Have you been to Australia before, Barry? Never. Never. Okay. I was supposed to go for some. Uh... Some uh, nitro touring car race that uh, Josh Zero blew out on, you know. But yeah, he's in her. Mike Cass says Mussolini that blew out. I don't know. Somebody blew out. Mike Cass says I can see Barry putting on car clinics to help others make cars better. Eh, I've been told that um, a couple times. I mean, do I really know? This is funny. This comment right here. Okay. Josh Cheryl, how many laps am I going to put on you at the Legends race? Where's this race to? So, Josh, I'm supposed to talk to Dieter tomorrow. So, um, we'll see about that. But this is a comment I made. And this is what's what's hilarious about this, okay? This is one of the most competitive motherfuckers you will ever meet in your life. Okay, Josh Cyril. Okay? Like, we're talking competitive. Like, I, I still think, you know, it, it's just crazy. But when they said they're going to have this Legends race, so there's a bunch of Legends, 12 scale. It's happening at the, at Thunderdome. Which oh, that's is, Dieter's uh, track. Right. And it's the Trinity Shootout is what they're calling it, but a Legends Classic or something like that. And they're getting all the old school guys together to have a, a, uh, a Legends 12 scale race. Right. And... I literally said when I was invited to Dieter, I said, this will be awesome. I said, it'll be cool, but there'll be only two guys that give a crap about the race and everybody else will just have a good time. I said, Cyril and Ralph Birch will be there for a week practicing, (laughs) trying to beat everybody else. I said, those two will be there and everybody else will just care and wheel the hell out of everybody. And I said, if I go there, I said, I am breaking cars. That's what I told Dieter. I said, I will line people up at the end of the straightaway and just send them and not care. (laughs) Because that's, and he, do you see that comment? That's the first excuse right there. I haven't raced in six years, right? (laughs) That's why he needs a week's worth of practice. He'll tell you. He's big into drag racing right now. No. no prep drag racing. No, but I just, I said that. I said, I said, Cyril and, and Ralph will be the two that will be there, like literally practicing, going to, to, you know, to do I need that. to get Josh on this podcast. That's what I need to do. Have he's got a lot of, he's a lot of stories, you know, a okay. lot of good designs, a lot of good designs. I mean, you know, he's, he developed a lot of stuff. I mean, the, the, the serial killer Turing car was, you know, with Trinity was, you know, something. Okay. So, 
Here we go. Jason Sizzly. Sorry, Jason, if I mispronounce your name. Barry, if you were starting RC racing, if you were starting the RC racing hobby in your later life, 40 plus maybe, what would be your advice on trying to improve driving skills? Practice. I mean, you have to, what I tell people, you can't just go and drive your car around on the track and think you're going to learn anything. You have to practice with a purpose. You have to, you have to set forth what you're trying to do and, you know, whether it be, okay, I'm going to learn something from the shocks. I'm going to learn something from this. I'm going to learn something from that. You have to practice with a purpose because if you just go out and you turn laps, that's what you're going to do during a race. You're just going to turn laps and you're not going to learn how to, to tune your car and make it better. So if, I mean, if you can take anything from that, it's just, it's just practice and like practice with a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, of learning and getting better. Okay. John Philpot wants to know, how was your experience working with Yokoma? There were ups and downs, just like anything, any working environment. I mean, I've been, there was, there was a time where, you know, I think they were jealous of the U.S. drivers or even the U.S. and European drivers. I mean, God, we went over in 2000 to the Worlds. And, I mean, we had the team. I mean, it was ridiculous. Spachette, myself, Cyril, I mean, everybody. This is when the TC3 first came out, you know, but we were all running Yokomo Trinity. The Trinity worked out a deal with Yokomo. And I mean, the best drivers in the world, you know, we're running, you know, Yokomo cars and we get over there and the whole Japanese team has cars outfitted with magnesium parts and everything. And, you know, Spachette goes down the straightaway after Masami glues his tire and his tire blows by him on the straightaway. It was just like we were at a major disadvantage after I was there, you know, we were there two or a month before and I pretty much, you know, laid the hammer down on him at the warm up race. Okay. Lenny Did, Lang- and Lang- we Lang- were screwed. Exactly. <laughs> everybody, everybody there. It was, yeah. So that'll get Josh on this podcast. I'm going to get him on her. What non techno parts are, is Mayfield running? That I don't know. They were playing with some ring and pinion gears to, okay. to get more efficiency. I know. But um, other than that, I mean, Mayfield's the kind of guy that's going to take whatever he has and he's going to make it better. And he's going to work on it. I mean, I remember him calling me or, or asking me, hey, what does Dakota's car weigh? And when I told him, he almost gasped. <laughs> and then, you know, because it was like 400 grams lighter than his. So Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Andrew Reyes, I believe he's over in the Philippines, maybe. He wants to know, you mentioned the 8X 2.0 could use two changes. Is the rear hub position and having more negative offset one of those changes? Sure. <laughs> or just yeah. you just yeah. sorry, sorry, Andrew. <laughs> I've given <laughs> I've given my opinion too many times. All right, Martin and Pilmeyer been, and, been, and been told it can't be done. Why should I say it again? <laughs> Martin Pilmeyer, he says, if you could go back and re-race any race, which one? What is your great? What was your greatest victory and most bitter loss? So that's three God. questions right there. I think. Um. Everybody knows what my most bitter loss is. 2002, I had the world's one with 42 seconds to go and clipped a corner and my spur gears stripped. 
All I had to do was finish second in South Africa. That's my bitter. That's, that's the most bitter loss. And it still, I mean, it's 20, what, one years ago. And you still, I still feel it. You know what I mean? It's still there. Right there. Um, Because not many people can say they're world champion. And I mean, I literally had it in my hand after the second main, like Matt Francis came up to me and goes, you're still one behind me yet. I hadn't won the the world, you know, like he said, you're still one behind me. I mean, I was, I I mean, anybody was there. I had the most dominant car there was. And I, I stepped on my pee pee. (laughs) I did uh, it. I did it. I did it to myself. Uh, My greatest victory um, had to be the, there were two that, that I look back on that I, that I really, really enjoyed. Um, the one I talked about the Japanese national intense scale, because I showed up there and I was fast in practice right away. And I set TQ the first round, reset TQ the second round, reset TQ the third round, reset TQ the, the next morning and then won all three A mains because you still race the third main. Mm. I just absolutely dominated Masami at his home track at the very first Japanese nationals for pro, pro 10. Mm. So that was, uh, I now I did have an advantage there a little bit because Andy's just came out with a Mercedes body that, you know, uh, a lot of people didn't have. And then Jayco had this aqua tire, which was like a different form of a green and they all ran green there. So yeah. Um, Jay- oh, sorry. But, but I would say, and then the other one was, I said there were two, remember the other one was the, a Reedy race where I had the whole low C team was ganging up to to make sure that Spachette won the the Reedy race. And I had to win the last race, do the fastest time, do all this for tiebreakers and stuff like that. And the horn went off and a car literally goes flying by me like they're going to take me out. You heard the the ticking of the Lexan and it was another one of their car. They just ganged up. They tried to gang up on me. I mean, Spachette would be in fifth place in a race and these guys would, would mysteriously fly off the track or whatever. And, you know, he'd win the heat and, you know, they just, they wanted to beat the associated team so badly. Maybe it was associated. Maybe it was, it was me. I don't know, but I know that at that time I remember I won and I just screamed that, that, you know, vengeance is served. You know, I was like, you know, I was just, yeah, it was a, that was a really good win that okay. time. Vengeance served. Yeah. Uh, James Livani, he wants to know, Barry, what would you recommend for beginners in e-buggy? Get a nitro car. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I mean, e-buggy, I mean, you can't go wrong with, uh, you know, pretty much you know all the cars it's it's just how much do you want to put into it i mean mm-hmm. there's not there's not many um there's not many cars that come out of the box that you just go oh my god this thing's you know this great right out of the box right now i mean it was like you know 
I would say maybe uh, you can't go wrong with an associated or a Mugen car because, you know, for beginners, the parts are availability in case you break anything. You know, I think those are probably one of the easiest. I mean, hot bodies, the old hot bodies car, anybody who picks it up goes around the track with it. It may not be the fat. No, it may not be the fastest. That's a great car. But it's what you want. You want to be able to pull the trigger. You want to be able to come out of pit lane and not spin out. There you go. So, I mean, something like that. But I would say, you know, a pillow ball car is probably you're going to be your best to start with as a as a beginner, just to get around the track and have a good time. So, okay, good stuff. Yeah. And graduate to nitro, James. Uh, Case Andrews wants to know what is your favorite track in SoCal? Uh, old school or currently? Those two uh, guys that you just went by. Probably the most awesome father son people in the world. Oh, Toddy Anderson. Oh God! I was gonna. I met the, I met Todd Toddy at oh uh, Masters. Like, right it here. should be. Right it here. should be. Say hi from Todd Toddy and Flat Toddy. You know that's up. RC Flat. excitement. Yeah, RC excitement. I've been there. I've been there one time, and it's a bucket list to go back again. Really? Gotta yeah. get up there myself. Up yeah. in Massachusetts, there. Yeah, they. But great people and. You know, they are in it for the hobby and for the people, and that's why they're successful. Okay. It's not to make it's not to make a dollar, even though, you know, that's what you have businesses for. For them, it's it's about the people around them. Toddy, are you coming to Wicked Weekend, by the way? Uh so so great. let's see Toddy, my favorite track in SoCal. Um uh growing up in San Diego, there was a place called the Naval Training Center. And that would be probably my most favorite track. It was red clay, but at a Naval training center down in, in San Diego. And I would say that was my most fun and actual off-road track. Everybody thinks I would say on-road, but yeah, don't get me started, Mike. There's Mike too many. What was I, your could best do, I could do, I could do a 10 hour podcast about Kenwald. We're going to have you back on. We're going to do so, some more old school stories. I think. That guy right there is the reason why. Um, a lot of the reason why RC is what it is. Yeah, yeah, for I've, sure. I don't know much. Of, I don't know much about his history and stuff like that. I need to need to have a, some a discussion with you and probably some other guys about that. Frank Contreras, what's your greatest win as a mechanic? Oh, hundred percent. We won the four hour race, the the endurance, the Reese two forty. Oh yeah, yeah. Axel yeah. Irvin with another super chat. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, dude. No, I mean, we just uh, built that car. We broke it in in the morning. It was hilarious. Had a brand new engine, and we started the, we started the car up at the fort, you know, to start the race, and the thing came in and idled for 10 minutes after at the end of four hours. We never, when we changed the receiver pack, we left it running. When uh, we never changed the air filter, we never did it. It was perfect for four hours. It was mm-hmm. awesome. We had a really good, we had a fun team. That was, that was pretty awesome. Okay. Uh, Axel Owen gives us another super chat. Thank you, Axel. Don Carleone Barry, you shouldn't be so obvious that you're joining Invisible Speed. <laughs> yeah, that would be, in, I would be very invisible. Trust me. <laughs> Greg yeah. Tennis, give us your best Paul Lemieux story. His son's fast. Chase? Yeah. I've known Chase since he's been in the sack of Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Um, uh, 
I made him cry. He was racing for Schumacher, and I made him cry at Ripon on the driver's stand. That would be that would be my best story of Paul Lemieux. Is he even says he he's all you made me cry. So he was an on-road racer, right? He was one of the most dominant on-road racers. Yeah, I don't we need like to get him one, on the podcast at one, too. at one time. It was you were trying to beat Paulie and Turing Car and Cyril and Twelve Scale. Really? And he had black stock, and I mean, I would throw a win here or there in there, but I mean, it was, uh, yeah, there were there was a time where, I mean, fuck, watch uh, watch the Carpet Racers movie. I mean, it's like you know they all gagged on Paul Lemieux during that you know movie, and what? I, yeah, they were all you know sucking hind tit on that one. So, Jay Smoker, what's your best Greg Degani story? There isn't one. <laughs> you guys have ultimate ultimate uh the you guys and your smack talk though i love it i love it, it. it's dagani i don't you know it's like you just take him with a grain of salt and move on <laughs> all right toddy i should be at masters too man uh i look forward to seeing there he says toddy says thanks barry i'll be at masters there. busy working with my with dad on the business someone's got to run it with dad taking 100 plus days off a year your dad deserves it. Okay. Jonathan Kurz, actually, we have links for the NNRC Discord in the written description of this podcast. And we're going to take, what's up, Anthony? How you doing? We're going to take uh, one last question here. It's from my boy, Riley Filbert. What are you laughing at, Barry? I'm just like, I'm like, how did we do three hours? It felt like 10 minutes. Welcome to my world. I recorded three and a half hours of JQ this morning. How do you do three minutes of JQ? Yeah, I've learned it. I've learned how to deal with him. I got to get a lot JQ of stuff. He doesn't off my like chest. me, does he? No, he likes you. What did what did he say about the whole? Did did what? he even bring up the whole me leaving kind of situation? No, that this was that even discussed. So no, this we recorded my podcast today, like my interview. So he did interviewed me. Oh, he interviewed you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. For, because I wanted to uh, tell my my story, you know. And you have a story. I do. I've I've lived a very. I was just this chubby kid that came out of a third world country. I'm not from a, a third world country that, though. I'm from that Bermuda. Had like this this life that I wanted to be, you know, this professional podcaster, and I was. You'd be surprised. This, I was not... thinking of this this, <laughs> this name for my podcast, and I couldn't think of one. So now I just said it's the no name. We'll just come out with no name podcast. I'm actually not from a third world country. I'm from Bermuda. It's the most expensive country in the world. Oh, literally. Hey, so you know how you have the no name podcast, right? Do you know that? Remember the company Ofna? Yes. Do you know what What was that? I forget that stands for another effing only fucking name available. That's what it was. I was trying to remember that the other day. I was trying to. No, and it's it's the truth. If you ask the owner. He he literally said. He literally said that when we were thinking of it, he goes, "Well, it's the only fucking name available, Afna." No shit. So yeah, no shit. All right, Riley wants to know best nat story. Which nats we talking about, Riley? Just any nat story, or Barry's nat story? Not sure. I mean, probably the best national story I ever have 
is one where I completely like flew off the track, sucked. And so, I mean, it was like Paul Wynn says it was the greatest drive of my life. It was the 1993 10th scale Roar Nationals in Florida. Okay. And there was this guy named Rainbow Rider that literally was in the way they were trying to Trinity was trying to pay rainbow rider, not to get in Joel's way. Okay. Because he would take Joel out. Like Joel's like giving him battery packs, everything. Well, I ended up TQ in the race with like the greatest drive of my life. There were cars flying everywhere in the S section because they had this tight X section. They were hitting dots and everything. And I literally went, underneath all the cars and like Rona and Paul Wynn always talk about that. Like it's the greatest drive of your life (laughs) situation. And before the main, all the Trinity guys were like talking, going, do you lift in the sweeper? I don't lift in the sweeper. Do you lift in sweeper? They all played a head game on me. Like they don't lift going into the sweeper. The horn went off. I went full throttle. I turned the wheel about four feet too early. Whack motor moves game over single main. Uh, They, they, they played those mind tricks. Oh, Oh, I was, 100% 100% over it, and I just, that was probably, I wouldn't say that was the when I first, like, broke onto the scene. I think I broke onto the scene in 92 at the Worlds when um, I made the A, and that's where I came out. That In 1991, the Fabulous Baker Boys movie came out, mm-hmm. and John Tholley, he was the announcer at the world started calling me the fabulous one, fabulous Barry Baker because of that movie. Mm-hmm. And I made the main at the, uh, the 92 worlds in Pomona. I think awesome. that's when I made my breakout. And then 93 was with Reedy and it just, it started going and, and snowballing from there. Okay. CDB nine Bermuda is more expensive than Monaco. Bermuda is the number one most expensive country per capita in the world. It may have gone down, but it was number one for quite some time. It might, it, I believe it still is. Jerry Kleinbell says, I screen recorded to the show Chase Malou tomorrow. He's going to show you his comment about, I knew him when he was still in Paul's sack. <laughs> and Mike Kaz says, we're gonna, this is going to be the last one for tonight, and we're going to call it a night. He says, Hammett homicide in the dark dead body in the room. I don't know if I remember that one. I would remember. I would think you would remember if you had a dead body in the room. But um, you know what, Barry? It's been a great chat with you this evening. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I know we was like, should we record this or should we do it live? I'm glad we did it live because we got to interact with everybody. Yeah, no, I mean, I have, a, I have a good time doing this. And, you know, there's I, – I, I don't lie to people. You know, people mm-hmm. ask me all the time, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And, you know, it's the people who tell the truth are the people – like somebody said earlier, people don't like the truth. So – all these people are like putting all these remembrance of like Norca Nats and all this other stuff. And I mean, people that bring this stuff up, it's like, it's like so many memories. Yeah. And so Smiley Hen says, I remember at K&M Raceway in Port of Texas, this was 1998. I believe at the Norca Offroad Nats, you were pitting on the onward drive stand. I remember getting to the track one of the mornings and someone had hung pacifiers all over your pit. I was super young, but I remember that. I'm sure it probably happened. Sweet. Man, yeah. everybody loved having you on. Uh, I hope so. I hope every. Where are we at right now? Did everybody start leaving? Yeah, we're at 146 still. Though. Wow, that's still pretty good. 
that's still pretty good. Then the guy's like, we're not even going to get 100 people. And I was like, dude, yes, we are. Yeah. Uh, I, thank I, just, you I appreciate everybody coming on. And, I mean, I have a good time. And, you know, you're, I, I'm not finished. I still race pretty midi- mediocre and have fun. So um, I just want to, you know, the, the whole thing with, you know, the the everybody thinks this whole thing with Horizon is going to be a big deal and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's it happens in, in RC. You know, and in the corporate world, you just get you just get fed up sometimes. And, you know, I have nothing against Todd or or Ryan or Thomas or anybody there. You know, I have things against, you know, um, the way that that it's getting handled. But sometimes you just don't have decisions. And I may be completely off my rocker. I may be completely wrong on the way things are handled. And I may not have been told, you know, this, that or anything else. But I'm still the same Barry as I've always been. I'm still going to have fun and I'm going to enjoy myself. And, you know, like I said before, you know, I have my real job and, you know, RC is just, RC is my life. Like, I love RC. It's my life, dude. I I absolutely love it. I mean, I just, I can't get enough of it. I tried to get away from it and I just can't. It's something that's built in me that, you know, a competitive nature of mine. And it's like, I've told people this multiple times. I love to win. I love to win. Right. But I hate losing. <laughs> I agree too, man. Uh, it's an honor for me to have a legend like you on her. Thank you to everybody that uh, joined us today and chatted with us. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, yep. Adam Ross for being in the back, being there producing, getting those comments up, man. I really appreciate that as well. Um, we're not going to do another live till I get back from Wicked Weekend, guys. But I do have a couple of podcasts coming out prior to that. Uh, I will see you guys at Wicked Weekend. I'm looking forward to that. And I know the first thing I'm going to go up and say to Fen when I when I see him, I'm going to be like, well, Barry wasn't a, a, a female body part. Sontag <laughs> <laughs> will still say it, though. Yeah. And, um, dude, you, we got to do this again. I think we need to get you on at least once a month, especially when something crazy goes on because you have – so much once a month is too much for everybody like i mean i think maybe you know once every quarter or something like that just if i could and look actually my prepay for barry to help me if my mayaka 10 bucks that's easy (laughs) the circular file at the end of your cabinet (laughs) a circular file at the end of your cabinet Oh man! By the way, how's that e buggy coming along? Is that thing out yet? No, it's not out yet. They still can't get the hot bodies parts to fit. <laughs> They're made of parts, from what I oh, was told. There's my cease and desist. It's coming from Nyako now. Yeah, JQ's going to give you a cease and desist. Yeah, he can't yeah. even cease himself. No, he I'll can't. set this. Sl- he better look out. I got the slasher on my side. <laughs> This has been radical one. That's my boy. I remember when he came up and told me when he told me that I was like, no. He had no hey, he had no shame to his game either. I did it. I know. I did it. I know. He came up and told me, and I was like, fuck, man. Why it had to be you? But All yeah, right. that's racing. That's racing. Barry. Hey, it's it's nine o'clock. I gotta go walk my dog. Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. <laughs> go walk your dog. You you earned it. And uh, good yeah. luck with everything. Uh coming no, up. No, no, I thank you. Thanks for having me on. I mean, I know that this was like last minute kind of thing, but I think that, you know, hopefully I cleared the air on a lot of things because like I said, 
there were some rumors going around, you know, and I started, you know, I sent the email three weeks ago or something like that. And I kept it under wraps for a while. And then all of a sudden it just got out and somebody's like, I heard you this and I heard that and I heard this. And I'm like, before this gets out for rumors, you know, I need to let people know, you know, that I left, you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing, you know? And then I, like I said, it all blew up and, you know, it is what it is, but I'm, I'm still going to have fun and I'm going to go to the track and I'm going to enjoy myself and I'm going to help anybody that needs help, no matter what car that they drive. Cause that's just the way I am. Okay. Hey, would you like to say anything and leave into your RC son, Max? Mm, I, I would tell him to shave, but that peach fuzz would probably grow right back. So, <laughs> Yeah, we need to get you and Max on a podcast. No, Max is a good, he's a good kid. He's just, you know, he's just he's, arrogant. That, but that's why he's but called arrogant, Max. He's he's Finnish. So people want to <laughs> racing wise, he's not, schedule a Kinwall episode with Barry. I think we need to do that. Sit off and tell me some stories. Well, I mean, if we get a Kinwall episode, I mean, I'm going to get more people on here. We're going to yeah. get we're going to get some important people on here that you know, it's not just me. You yeah. know, Kinwald was special to a lot of people. Yeah. To a lot of people. It's a shame. So, it's him and Ernie Prevetti are two guys um, I would have loved to have met and talked to. Both yeah. of them. I would have loved to have met and talked to those guys. Barry, thank you for yep. your time. You have a good evening. Thank you guys for joining us. It was fun. We had almost 200 people here the whole night. Uh, thank you to the NNRC squad around the world. Thank you, Adam, in the background. Thank you, for everybody who gave a super chat, especially you, Axel. And um, I wanted to say thank you to High Tech RC, Sampadal, Mayako, Hot Race Tire, Sidewinder Field, Beach RC, Clinic RC, Techno RC, Stacked RC, Ignite Design RC, Racecraft R, Racecraft USA. Shout out to House of RC, JTP, Robert Battier, David Ronnefeld, the Florida RC Championships, WRCE, and my good friend Alexander Hagberg. We appreciate all you guys' support. We appreciate you guys being here with us. Let yeah, Alexander used to be my 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 hero too, and then he got beat by Ronna Falcon on road this weekend at the yeah, Swedish Nationals. Yeah. Come on, dude, what are Swedish, you doing? Swedish Nationals, and yeah. he's yeah, Ronna Falk, and he drove some one eight scale. Wait, does that road. mean that Ronna Falk's the best racer and the overall racer in the world that he won an A scale on road race and a ten scale electric race, and he's won off road? Does that make him the best overall racer in the world? He's got to win. Exactly. Uh, but he's definitely one of the best. Over, he oh, is one sure. of the best races in the world. For sure. For sure. Most definitely. Sure. He's top five. Yeah, I would I would agree there. He's Thank- top five. There's, like I said, there's five or six out there, and he's definitely in that top five. Well, you know what? Before we go, let's give give us your five or six right now, and I'm going to close this off. Uh, Dakota Mayfield, on not in any specific order. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dakota Mayfield, Ongaro, Runafolk. Um, I'm going to have to put Kanas in there. I would not argue with that at all. Um, and then I would have to put just because I think he's getting his feet back underneath him again. You can't ever count out Ty. He looked good at nationals. Very um, but that's why I said five or six, you know, you can't, you can't ever, but I mean, I, the top four are definitely separated by, um, and then Kanas and and Tyre hanging on, but the Kanas is on four. fire right now, man. He was fast. He at is. RBC. He, he is fast. He is very fast. And and that's why 
That's why I have that, you know. He backed it on, see? But that's, he backed it on from racer. 110 to 95. What's Kinda that? Like, he was another one that just went full bore all the time. He's learned to back it on, I think. What I, saw I can't he, believe he's only 20 years old or 21 years old. It's young, dude. He's young. Yeah. Young. young. And they uh, he's backed it on to about 95%, and he's not as aggressive. He, anyone he needs to be. And yeah. He's, but he's he, like I, like I said, he's he's definitely right there, right there with the other four. But I think the other four are still above everybody right now. And I'll be honest with you. And out of those five, I think three of them can win anywhere. Uh, and I don't have Ongaro in that. You don't? Yeah, because I think Ongaro struggles on tracks like DNC and stuff like that. He he would have to come some more, come over some more. Okay, but I I think that Mayfield, Fenn, and Ronafalk can win anywhere, and I think they've proved it. Yeah, so. I think so. I think so. Yeah. All right, all right. We'll have some more questions for Barry on the next podcast when he comes on her. Thank you guys. Thanks you to everybody a- out there, and I mean, that's right. I, hopefully I don't get a lot of hate mail. I will get the hate mail. Don't worry, uh, Barry. You have a good evening, you guys. You as well. Mike, Nitro is the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. Barry Baker, myself, and Adam Ross, we're out. You guys have a good evening. Check you later. Bye, everybody.